1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you with over 300 items to choose from. ProresuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProResu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in Proresu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. GrowResuShop.com. That's P U R O R E S U Shop.com. GrowResuShop.com.
2: Once again, to another edition of the Voices of Wrestling podcast, I'm Rich Craig, alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lanz and Joe, uh, how are you doing in this post-Hell in the Cell? We're going to talk about some graps. (laughs) We just got done talking, what, what, about 10, 15 minutes on baseball trades? What were we talking about? We were talking about... uh, Oh, I was talking about Ken Griffey Jr. playing on the White Sox, and I don't know how that even... Bad baseball trades, and bad
1: baseball GMs, and... And Ray
2: Lewis murdering somebody.
1: Ray Lewis's white suit, never turning
2: up. (laughs) Because he had a hand in killing that guy, so right. That, that's but you know, good stuff. But now we're gonna enough of the negative topics. Let's talk wrestling, Joe. Hell in the Cell. You loved it. I loved it. Oh wait, <laughs> well, you did love it. Don't be a fraud. I enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it. You, you, you. except. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to what I because I think there was a a little bit of a miscommunication in terms of what I I, I liked about it. I think there was a lot of reactionary stuff where immediately following the pay per view, people read a sentence and went, "Oh my god, you asshole! Unbelievable!" Rawr. Like, well, explain yourself, Rich. Well, okay, because well, first off, we're contrarians, Joe, because we always support WWE. As <laughs> somebody said, they would have put betting odds on us supporting this pay per view before, even though we just spent two hours the week prior talking about how horrible it was. But you know. That's what we do. Anyway. um, Everybody knows this is the
1: uh, podcast to listen to for uh, WWE cheerleading. (laughs) Right.
2: I don't get that. I would have bet you guys were going to love it. What? what? (laughs) We we hate most of the stuff they do. We get criticized the other way for hating too much of it. Anyway, no, I thought uh, overall as an in-ring – Show it was pretty good because I value, and I, I mentioned this a bunch of times, that I value pay-per-views that I feel like don't have any truly awful matches. And, and I think you disagree a little bit about the main event. I enjoyed the main event. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I thought this was solid card top to bottom. I said it was one of the better pay-per-views. Not the best. People sort of contributed one of the better to be, you think this is the best pay-per-view of the year? That No, that's not at all what I said. I thought, though, overall it was a good watch for three hours. I, I was okay with it. In-ring-wise, the booking top to bottom was awful just horrible 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 i try to when i do these reviews sort of contain a little bit of just kind of the in-ring stuff and then i use this as the platform to sort of talk about the booking and all that sort of stuff people can disagree with that a little bit and and, and sometimes i sort of waver off that but that was sort of my justification there's i thought every match at least was above expectations except for the main event i did not think the main event was was above expectations nikki and brie i thought was pretty solid i thought Cena and orton was better than i thought it was going to be uh rusev big show i loved. that was probably my match of the night uh, Ziggler Cesaro I enjoyed. And we look at it, I mean, top to bottom, that's a pretty decent card. The Goldust, Stardust, Usos was, yeah, it was what it was. Uh, Sheamus Miz I didn't really like all that much. AJ Lee Page was kind of what it was. And then the main event. And I feel like the main event is the real polarizing one here, and, and I'll get to you in a sec about that. I enjoyed it to a point so much so that when I put in my review that I, I really had trouble rating it because I didn't see it as a match. It almost reminded me of what we called the main event of WrestleMania. remember we got a lot of controversy for that because, you know, we're WWE cheerleaders except we got – you know, grilled or, or or fried for for saying that the main event of WrestleMania was no good because we didn't think of it as really a match. And and this one was kind of similar here. I actually rated it lowest out of our reviewers. We had some people saying this teetered on five stars, and this was this. And this. you know, I put it at three stars. I thought it was I thought it was okay for what it was. I enjoyed the stunt show and the callbacks to other cell matches and all that sort of stuff. That that all excuse. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody cares about the in ring here because the polarizing stuff about this and the big deal is whatever the hell the booking was talked about in the show. You want to talk about the main event booking. I'm assuming we'll get to the other stuff. Why don't we talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, the main event to me, I think you nailed it on the head. This was more, and this is what I feared coming in. You called it. No, you called it a week prior. Yeah. I, 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 I feared that this would be that awful quote unquote storytelling that the mm-hmm. WWE likes to do. That's what I was scared that they were going to do here. And that's, that's what they ended up doing. and, uh, you know, very similar to the WrestleMania main event, which I hated, which I think was a terrible match. Some people think that was a great match. And I thought that was a terrible match with the stretcher job coming off the stretcher. It's just, I, I don't like any of that nonsense. Um, and, and that that's what happened here with this main event. This was more of, a, you know, WWE telling a story, which is how they like to call it, rather than a match. And, and you know, it started off with, you know the double table spot, which was an interesting stunt. I guess. I mean, I didn't pop for it the way a lot of other people did. Disclaimer, though. As you know, I'm not a real big wild brawl kind of. I'm not. In, right, I'm yeah, not right. really into that stuff. It doesn't do a ton for me. Um, been there, done that. I think it's passé. I think I'm just. I'm not a fan of brawls. I'm not a fan of props and weapons. I mean, you know, it's it's occasionally I get into a match like that, but for the most part, they bore me. So you know. But but that was an interesting, you know, stunt to start the match off. But then as soon as they rolled those stretchers out, I rolled my eyes and they they
2: lost. Yeah, I, I yeah I even put it on there. I was like I saw the stretchers and I just went, uh because you know, yeah, I mean, you now you know the rest of the match. Yeah, it, it you, you can it, it's obvious what's happening now. I I wanted I was okay with the table spot, but then I was hoping that they would. You know, eventually get up. But the second the stretchers came out, it was like, OK, here we go. Like
1: That lo- yeah, that, that lost me. And then it's hard to reel me back in because, you know, you, you waste 10, 10 minutes strapping these guys to the stretchers and rolling them out when you know damn well that's not how it's ending. And you know they're getting off. So why waste your time? Nobody in the arena buys it. There isn't an eight-year-old in the building. Who thinks they're staying on those stretchers? Mm-hmm. Okay, then there's no, the biggest mark in the build. There were some fans bu- booing, which
2: I was like, guys, you're you're getting the match.
1: <laughs> I, I think they were booing because they're just they're booing just the yeah. that shit. Yeah, right. Uh, more than anything else, it's like, come on, this is so overdone. So they put him on the stretchers. You know, Ambrose is gonna hop off the stretcher. It got, and that didn't really get much of a pop. It got some squeals no, from women, I think, but that was about it. And then, uh, of course, they continue, and then from there. I, I gotta be honest. I, the rest of this match bored me. I, I I was losing focus. I was thinking about other things. I was fucking around on the internet. I, I lost focus. It just nothing was compelling about it, and I started to get bored. Um, a lot of that is it's just not my style of match. A lot of it is I just what they were doing wasn't all that compelling. And then, um, you know, when it comes to the finish, when it comes to the fucking <laughs> the hologram. I mean, you know, it's look. This is the kind of stuff. That used to make me legitimately angry when I watched WWE many years ago. But now, because I don't fully invest myself in WWE, because I mm-hmm. know that they're going to pull shit like this, it doesn't bother me anymore. I kind of just – I just shake my head and laugh. This is just what they are. If you invest yourself in this company, they're going to burn you with garbage like this. And and I, I was burned way too many times to the point where I can't fully invest myself in this company anymore I enjoy little things about it I enjoy when they do get things right Uh, nobody does a big match or a big event like that company does Um, I've said that a million times Um, but you know they're going to burn you in the end which is why you can't sink your teeth into this company um, if, if you're probably the kind of fan who's going to listen to this show, so you know it, it didn't anger me the finish. Um, I know a lot of people are upset because they wanted a conclusive finish to this Ambrose Rollins story. <laughs> and, and look, I look. If that's the way you're, looking you at should it, want
2: it. But yeah,
1: but I, I mean, I know better.
2: I yeah, mean, I mean, that, that, that's that's sort of my. I'm going to fool you. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I kind of, when I initially finished my review and all that sort of stuff, and I had a lot of people going, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pissed. You know, the, just the, the, there was outrage in there. I'm like, what are you people outraged for? I mean, you know, this is what it is. Like, like I, I feel like, I yeah, I get it that I probably should be a little bit more upset about this, but I just can't, I'm like you, I just can't find any sort of investment in these... I, I don't think that these stories are going to get good loss. I mean, the, 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 the biggest... The one where it finally was like, all right, they just have no idea I and mean, it, it doesn't matter, was, you know, the Summer Punk thing where, you know, within months you have Kevin Nash and fighting Triple H. And it's like, what the hell are we doing here? And then that was the one where I invested a lot in there. I really personally invested in it, and it just it, it didn't do anything, and that's after years and years of that. So it was like, you know what? Nah, whatever. You know, it is what it is. It, it goes on. So when I saw the outrage here, I was very surprised, because it's like, guys, I mean, you know this, right? Like, you, you have to know that this is, you weren't going to get, they don't do the decisive blowout, uh, blow-off that, we, that we're that we used to, I, or that we think we should get. No, because, I mean, the the, guy in, because the guy in charge... They don't book for you. They book for Vince McMahon. I they book for he, one guy. The guy. They book for one guy. Guy in
1: charge <laughs> thinks he's making an entertainment pro he doesn't he he's the guy that wishes he wasn't doing wrestling right so that's why you get holograms in your finishes instead of just a classic pro wrestling listen this isn't 1979 memphis okay they're not going to blow off the feud the, the quote unquote proper way you, you got a guy in the back who thinks he's running an entertainment company right and you know who, who 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 is embarrassed that he's a pro wrestling promoter which is what he is no matter what he says he is he's a pro wrestling promoter that's what he is and that bothers him and and you know that's, I mean, it's, com- it's it's, completely, it's just utterly absurd how that match finished. It was, there was a fucking hologram in the ring. There was a hologram, yes. There was a hologram in the ring. And, and there was smoke in. I mean, Dean Ambrose was attacked by a ghost. That, I mean, do, do, <laughs> do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I mean, it's just utterly absurd. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not even that shocked this should be so shocking, but it isn't because that's what this company is. And it wasn't even – it wasn't even Eddie Guerrero or Brian Pillman. It wasn't even a decent ghost. It was fucking –
2: was <laughs> it wasn't a worker ghost. It was,
1: it was Bray Wyatt, who I have no use for. I have no use for Bray Wyatt. Anybody who's been – there might be some new listeners, and we haven't talked about him because he hasn't been around, which has been nice to be completely honest with you. But I have completely I have no use for Bray Wyatt. I have no use for him as a wrestler. I have no use for his goofy promos. I have no use for his cartoon gimmick. he belongs in Chikara. Bray Wyatt belongs in Chikara. that that's where he belongs. I have no use for him uh, so you know you, you got the ghost of Bray Wyatt or the Bray Wyatt uh, hologram uh, attacks Dean Ambrose and I mean it's just utterly absurd. I mean there's no other way to put it it's just absurd you know there's no other way to break it down. there's no point in getting angry this is what this company is. Um, and and this is what they do, and it's just, it's just it's just it's just look. When it comes to this company, take the bits and pieces that you like, enjoy that for what it is. But keep this you have to keep this company at arm's length yeah. is the way I put it. You got to keep this company at arm's length. Because if you get too close to this company, if you truly, if you want to invest yourself in this company, sink your teeth into it, really take it seriously, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan who likes, you know, traditional, you know, wrestling storylines or traditional wrestling, act, they're going to burn you. Yeah, they're every not going to reward time. you for you're, remembering. You're never anything. getting you, rewarded. that's right. never happening. Not As we talked about in last
2: week's show, their book for uh, under the assumption that everybody watching is is watching for the first time ever. And if you're a fan that, that that thinks that they value what you think and that, oh, these callbacks and this sort of stuff, they don't. They don't care. You'll get snippets of it, which will keep you drawn in, or to make you think that they're turning
1: the corner, but they're never gonna turn that corner. That's just what they are. They 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 book from pay-per-view cycle to pay-per-view cycle, and then they focus a little harder to the mania run up, and then it starts all over again where they book from pay-per-view cycle to pay per view cycle and that and that's all there is. It's all there is to it. Um, you know, it's 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 they're going to burn you every time. I just you know there's it's really all there is it, and you're going to get goofiness like this uh, that are going to ruin things for you. And and you you could either bang your head against the wall, or you could accept that that's what this company is, and uh, and just go from there and, and, and hope that that some of it's good. And I mean, the undercard here, I have a completely different take on this card uh, than, than you do. I thought it was an average card. I wouldn't call it a good card. I didn't think there was a there was anything here that'll 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 resonate with me longer than a week or two. Uh, a lot of forgettable stuff. And the main event, um I, I wasn't part of the team review. If I if 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 I were to rate that main event, it'd be a dud. I'd give it zero stars. It was just horrendous because it wasn't very compelling until the finish. And then the finish was so completely absurd. That was that was WCW at the end, absurd. And for people who, are, you know, have the have the have the mindset of lighten up, it's just wrestling. And look, were you let, did you let WCW off the hook the same way? Do you let TNA off the hook when you do right. their shit? Because if you do, great. But I don't know if those people are being consistent. And and that's where I have a problem with those people who thought it was a great, who who were into this Bray Wyatt nonsense and were into that finish. That's fine, but. Did you mock when WCW brought Ultimate Warrior in and, and, you know, he was
2: in mirrors, but he wasn't there? Yeah, and, nobody could see him. Yeah, the commentators couldn't see him, but Hogan could, but Bischoff couldn't. And it was yeah, like...
1: I mean, you know, are you into some of this goofy TNA stuff? That they, because if not, then you're not being consistent and you're just – you're giving WWE a break or they don't deserve one then. Um, you know, but if you're – Who's the guy that does the TNA podcast? Not our TNA podcast. The uh, David Gilbert is that his name? Oh, David Gilbert. The talk TNA. Yeah. Now, if you're David, That's... now if you're David Gilbert and you freely admit that you don't watch wrestling for the matches and you're just into the goofiness of wrestling, you have every right to not be bothered by that. Right. But uh, some of these people are being frauds because this was WCW at the end. This was wrestle crap bad. This was just as bad. This was like the, 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 the cage match with Cena with the possessed child. I mean that stuff is just – it's just bad. There's no way you can spin this stuff as good. Um, it, it's just groan-inducing. It's just utterly ridiculous. And to me, the rest of the card – look, it was an
2: average card to that point. And uh, do you want to go match through match or match by match? Yeah, let's do let's do it real quick here. Um, we'll we'll talk uh, opener. Obviously, Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Cesaro it was a two out of three falls. Uh, some people were upset that it only ended up in uh, two falls because Ziggler uh, swept it real quick. What were your thoughts on that? Where I, I'm I'm okay with that because the, the trope of of two out of three falls is you get one i get one okay now let's have a match in the end that gets i, I like that they sort of changed that a little bit I, I don't know whose call that was i don't know if that was a a, a call because you know cesaro did something wrong or, or whatever that was but i i enjoyed the, the fact that it was a clean sweep but it probably won't be followed up and it won't mean anything you know by next week but you know let me tell you something i have very strong feelings about the way that was
1: booked i fucking love the fact that that Ziggler won that in two straight falls. Yeah, And I would have loved the fact if, if if Cesaro would have won it in two straight falls because I'm just so sick and tired of this lame, predictable bullshit. Best of three falls matches are ho- are usually horrible because whoever wins the first fall, you know the other guys win. in the, There's no drama right. in the second fall.
2: And as you playfully put on Twitter that, that you know the, the two falls will happen in you know a minute and a half, and then it's like, okay, now let's and have I, a real yeah. match or whatever. You had a bunch of people going, what, what whoa, <laughs> I missed it. Like, what's happening? Because, like, yeah, it is just like, you know, roll up, okay, low blow, all right, it's over, all right, third fall. And it's like, all right, well, why did we have the two falls? Did we really, really need the two falls? Whereas this, it felt important. And this now makes – I think this adds a little – this is because it's so weird. Because sometimes they'll 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 do a little nugget like this, where it's like, "Cool, now they've given in the future value to two out of three falls matches." Because you know that, look, it's not just going to be the first two falls aren't completely meaningless. Right. Sometimes well, guys just sweep them. Now you which usually cool. can
1: happen. Now they'll but, they'll forget about it and they'll never mention. No, they won't know, but <laughs> that's but fine. the next time Dolph Ziggler or Cesaro is in a best two out of three falls match, they should mention that. And it would add a little drama to that second fall, drama that well, you want the announcers
2: fall- to what? No, what? What, that's what, I mean. <laughs> what are you asking for? Joe? I, I,
1: I know it's completely ridiculous. It's never going to happen. But, you know, that that's th- th- in theory, that's what, they, that's what they could do here. But what I was going to say was originally, uh, number one, it, it, it these you never have drama in the second fall but the other thing and the thing that I that you made reference to that I was doing on twitter is i was kind of poking fun at those lucha best two out of three falls matches where the first two falls are over like in under 3 minutes and it's like all they cared about was what they were going to do in the third fall so then in that case why even bother with the like you said why even bother with the first two falls so that's another reason why best two out of three falls matches are you are are oftentimes not always but a lot of times they're garbage Because if the wrestlers aren't even interested in working hard for the first two falls, or if they're just interested in blowing through the first two falls as quickly as possible, why should I care about the stipulation? Mm -hmm. They're essentially blowing off the stipulation. So I have a lot of problems oftentimes with best of three falls matches. And look, when it comes to the Lucha, who am I? Some dude, you know, some Italian guy from the United States. I have no right to bash their culture and tell them how they should present their wrestling. So I'm not going to be one of these guys who's going to say that they shouldn't do best of three falls matches in Mexico. That's ridiculous. That's their culture. That's their history. But it it, it still bothers me when they rush through the falls. Um, yeah. but, when, but when they're well done, when a best of three falls match is well done, um, you know, it, it, it's okay. But again, usually that second fall is predictable. That, anyway, that's why I love this. Kind of I thought it was a little short,
2: though. Was. That was my only issue. Is it went about? I, I don't have the exact time in front of me, but if it, it, it could have easily gotten another ten minutes, I think.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And mat-
2: been really good. It was over in like ten. I, I feel like I don't know the exact time, but it had to be like ten well, or. Well, as far
1: as the match quality, you
2: know, we were just speaking to the booking. As, yeah, as far
1: yeah. as the match quality goes, this was a disappointing match. I thought it was a good match. It was okay. Um, you know, I enjoyed what they did, but uh, it, 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 it could have been a great match if they went long. <laughs> If they if they really teased out that second fall, but, um, you know, I, and, you know, the first fall was a quickie fall. But the way they yeah. did the quickie fall, I, I was OK with coming out of the swing. Uh, we rolled them up. It wasn't like what you hate about those old school Survivor Series matches where they just do a random small package just because right. they can't because
2: they're too lazy to come up with something creative. Yes. Yeah, so somehow the small package, even though it would never win a match ever. When there's multiple guys, it now is the most powerful move ever, right. and it, it, well, guys just time. give up. Ah, I'm in the small pack, whatever. <laughs> you know?
1: It works on one show all year long, right. but never works otherwise. I don't think, even though it was a, a quick first fall, I don't think that was sort of what happened here. There was least- it went uh, 12:15, yeah,
2: so, so I mean, over.
1: yeah, it went a little longer, but yeah, the, the match was fine. It it, was, it 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 underperformed, but only because I think everyone had pretty high expectations.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we followed that up with uh, Nikki and Brie Bella match that way overperformed expectations and the fact that it, I thought it was gonna be just an absolute train wreck dumpster fire, and it was it was okay. It was not bad. i I thought it was really good. I was shocked.
1: I didn't think that they had it in them to have a match that good. So they really shocked the hell out of me. And um I mean, the stipulation's ridiculous. and
2: you know I mean, yeah, no, I, I the, couldn't the, possibly
1: care awful, about it. The, the awful comedy that's gonna follow up now.
2: i I have a, a, a interesting thing with the booking of this of, okay. so, I agree with you. I, as you said, I agree. The match I thought was really good. And I thought a lot of you know the offense I thought from both of them was, was way better than I assumed that they would do. All that sort of stuff. Okay. Booking wise of this. <laughs> so the, the, the point of this whole thing now, so she's going to be the assistant and all this stuff. We're going to get horrible, you know, pre-taped angles and, and all this sort of stuff. We already got one at the pay-per-view. The point is to feel sorry for Bree, Correct. Uh, yeah, that's the intent. She's supposed to have sympathy. She, okay, she wanted the stipulation she was a part of of agreeing to the stipulation, correct? Yes. And then she lost clean. Correct. Why the hell would we feel sorry for her? I don't know. Because she's not good, so I don't—I don't know. It's, it's not like somebody cheated her into this, or, or she got backed into it, or forced. it. I mean, she said yes. This is a, the agreed upon stipulation. Let us have this stipulation. Which, Oops, I am not better than you. Okay, well. Which again, I'm going to refer to Dragon Gate, where
1: whenever the baby faces end up in these wacky stimula- uh, stipulation matches, they're backed into a corner and forced to accept the stipulation. Right, 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 right. If if if, if you if you read the translations of the promos, it's always the heels' idea. Uh, to put these baby faces in precarious situations when when Dragon Gate does this stuff, because the booking is well thought out and and it's 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 solid booking and they think about these things. Whereas in this company, they probably <laughs> thought of that ten minutes before the Raw was supposed to start, where they came up with the idea, and then they just go out there and do it because they just assume that we're all idiots and we don't care. Well, I mean, you know, some of us do pay attention to this stuff, and 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 it's like you you know, it ends up losing you. But, uh, you know, the match, as far as the match quality goes, I mean, I think this was way better than anybody's wildest expectations. And it's funny because, um, you know, uh, one of those uh, stupid Twitter hashtags started up uh, after this match. What what is the exact? uh, It
2: was. uh, okay. what was it? It was real real women's wrestling. Yeah, real women's wrestling. And it was links to various, you know. Your shimmers, your shines, your yeah, or your your nineties all Japan, and yeah, yeah. So Uh,
1: your Kanas, your uh, Loshi,es your cheerleader Melissas, whatever, what have you. But here's the thing, that's really the wrong time to start a pretentious hashtag because (laughs) because they had a good match, they had a match that would have fit in on uh, on any Shimmer show, you know, and not looked out of place, you know. So I, I mean, wait till they have it. Listen. They won't make you wait long. Just wait till they have a shitty Divas match to start your pretentious hashtag. I don't understand the logic of starting that hashtag after a match that wildly exceeded everyone's expectations and was actually pretty
2: damn pretty damn good. Yeah, it was really good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just I mean, geez, it's like we talk about a lack of self-awareness all the time. That's just a lack of self-awareness for that was just expectation bias. People thought it was going to be shitty. It wasn't. But they were they then operated under the assumption that because they thought it was going to be shitty that it was. But it wasn't. It was pretty good. Um. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. Let me. I I'd say this right now. Uh. Well, you know what? No. Let's let's not do that. I was gonna I was gonna pick apart uh some of the quote unquote real women's wrestlers that you know I saw in that hashtag link. Yeah. Well, they've had some well, real the, shitty fucking matches that were a lot worse than this one. But they. Yeah, but there's no you point know. Point going down that road. I mean. Yeah. Know.
2: <laughs> it's not it, it's not a losing it's a it's a losing proposition so yeah. People, people were were on there, and and luckily the hashtag also got ridiculed a little bit as well. And 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 what was funny though is, so we had the few people that sort of ridiculed it. And, and this is the problem with hashtag. It's, it's social media as well is that when you have a hashtag, sometimes it does get taken over by people that that you know you can consider being negative or not doing what you're sort of saying. Well, what was funny, kind of funny is there were some people going on here and talking about you know, well, you know, buying gifts for people and Amazon wish lists and laughing a little bit about that. And then there were people that said, oh, why you know, why do you have to be so negative on Twitter or whatever? And I. Kind of laugh because your hashtag is inherently negative right right you're you're ripping
1: the match that just occurred <laughs> right. you, the, 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 the entire premise of the hashtag right. is
2: negativity right that's what i mean so to be like oh i hate how people are so negative it's like well you're literally like okay i and that's when i just said you know what not worth it don't care whatever like just let let it happen if they were just... waited,
1: I'm, look i'm sure tonight on
2: raw there's going yes, to be an awful deep right match. Like as we're that. watching right now, AJ just came out. I'm sure whoever comes out next is going to be somebody horrible, and then it'll be a terrible and then you can, then, Or they could have waited until the last of this part, this show, because there was a worse women's match on the show. Yes, there was a worse match than Nikki and Brie And
1: ironically, it featured two <laughs> people who came from that scene.
2: <laughs> real women's wrestlers. Right, who are
1: supposedly real women's wrestlers, and they had a worse match. Then the two girls who who
2: are are, are models, who, yeah, who
1: are models and are just Comedy happen to be stuff. dating the two biggest stars, and you know, <laughs> and, and, you know so it's like ugh, it just it was just the wrong time for that hashtag.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had the Golden Stardust versus the Usos. I have nothing to add to this. It was I I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember one spot. This it. was a you know. I'm sure Anuso did a tope or something. I don't know. I, it's just, I think I these know. two teams are tired of
1: wrestling each other. They looked like they were bored. I, there
2: was nothing. <laughs> like They knew their spots. They're like, all right. Just I'm so tired of I it. Do this. Now you do this. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I don't remember a thing. Everyone's about
1: tired it. of it. They're tired of it. Some statistics for people. Uh, they have now wrestled each other on television just as many times as the Killer Elite Squad has wrestled Tenkoji <laughs> on New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, pay-per-views. Uh, they're, only, uh, they're one match ahead. Of forever hooligans and time splitters that have is seemingly wow. wrestled. they've wrestled more so that, those guys
2: no no you're missing like thirty matches I there. am those not Rich <laughs> no. I did diligent research Rich over the five years they have wrestled at and, least seventy eight times
1: and Goldust and Stardust and the Usos in a shorter yeah. period of time have appeared on, yeah what is this,
2: three months have three or four months
1: on tape in matches against each other more. Then the Forever Hooligans and the Time Slitters, which everyone is tired of. And just as many times as Killer Elite Squad and Tenkoji, which everybody was tired of,
2: including, including the, the participants. participants. <laughs> right, <yes.
1: laughs> so uh, that enough is enough. Uh, it's like I said in the preview. Hopefully it's the last time. Tonight, Goldust and Stardust. I'm saying tonight because we're recording this during Raw. Yeah. Uh, so um, they faced uh, Mark Henry and Big Show. For the WWE uh, tag team titles, which I don't know who the hell Mark Henry and Big Show have beaten lately to get themselves a tag title <laughs> match. But uh, as it turns out, it was just the device used to uh, f- so Mark finally Henry can moves. finally turn heel. So uh, we just watched that happen, I guess, five minutes ago. So
2: it's yep. um, you- so a live reaction. Listen here as we react to a show that's already done by the time Well,
1: hopefully they so. have a fresh team
2: ready for gold dust and stardust who i guess are heels now and uh i don't know i forgot they were heel um uh, michael cole would mention oh well or, or somebody mentioned i don't know who it was that oh remember when they you know turned on the roads and i went oh yeah they're heels well, like because so they don't stardust is a clear heel gold dust
1: doesn't really act like a heel though that's what, what i mean kind yeah. of weird.
2: for them being heels that it, it... Um...
1: But if, it, if not the Usos, then who? I mean, I don't know. And then yeah. what do you do with the Usos? So, unfortunately, I think we're going to get more of that. The tag
2: division, man, is... is there, It wasn't long ago where this was actually looking... When you had the Shields and the whites you know, at their full capacity. It was it, it was looking really good, this tag. And it's just... It needs something. I don't know what. I don't know who. It's not the Ascension. It's like that because I see that every so often. I, go, I don't know if you watch NXT, people, if you really are, are clamoring for the, extent, uh, the Ascension to be on, on WWE TV. But I don't know who it is. I don't know who that that... that I, I just don't know who the next team is or what what who who's on this roster right now that that can I, for as as big of a roster as they have they the depth is weird it's 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 big but it's not
1: well you know it, what it, I mean you know
2: why it's because
1: it's the way that they 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 refuse it's the way they treat people and how they refuse to move people up from whatever yeah. slot that they're in and it makes it feel like the roster shallow it's the same I don't know. I'm going to throw a number out. It's the same 20 faces on raw every week, even though they have 40 more people available that they can, you know, Mm -hmm. they they just don't do that though. They just give you the same people every week. Uh, Just, you know, and and that's why some matches get repetitive and it's just, they're just shaking up the same, uh, you know, can of guys and, and, and throwing them out like dice. It's just the same 20 faces all the time. And that, that's why it feels stale, even though the roster is enormous.
2: All right. We had the uh, first of the Hell in a Cell matches, John Cena versus Randy Orton. I thought this was, I mean, light years better than 2009, which we reviewed on the last week's show. Um, Not still. And I mentioned this on Twitter, too. It's still that the the video package of this was obvious that WWE wants this to be the legacy feud of of this generation, that these two are the biggest stars and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's just it's not there yet because they just haven't had a legendary match. I mean, yeah, they, they've been guys that have been pushed for a while. But as we talked about in the last show, they, they haven't had great matches. Orton really hasn't had a, a great main event run, even though people sort of say he does. But the evidence shows that, you know, his title wins are nothing. And it's just and, and this I thought was a, a good match. It was one of their better matches, but it still wasn't that legendary match that, you, you know what I mean? The feud doesn't have that yet, and I don't think it ever is going to get it.
1: They tried really hard to make it. So, but they're not convincing anybody that this is a legendary rivalry. They're just not. I mean, Ali Frazier. I mean, yeah. I mean come on, what, are, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, it's like you said. It's like you said. It's like we said for the past couple of weeks now. If you don't have the great matches, it doesn't mean anything. you can wrestle every single week. It doesn't matter. And if you have the great matches, if you have truly great matches, no one's really going to get sick of it if you keep keep throwing it out there. But the matches have to be great. We just talked about three tag team feuds, which have been done to death uh, in recent vintage in two different companies. And let me tell you something. All three of those tag team feuds featured good matches, there's nothing wrong with any. You know, they, they always have good matches. Uh, Goldust and uh, the Dust, Stardust and the Usos have good matches. Uh, Killer Lee Squad and Tencoji have good matches. Time Splitters and Forever Hooligans have good matches. Because they never have great matches, we're tired of that shit. The, the, these two guys never even really have good matches. I mean, you know, we talked about it ad nauseum over the last couple of shows. This was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It wasn't a memorable match. It wasn't a a, a uh, feud-defining match. It wasn't any sort of legendary match. So, you know, it, it it wasn't enough to push this tired feud over the top. You're absolutely right.
2: Yeah, it's just what it was. What it was. Uh, Sheamus versus The Miz. Sheamus obviously won this one. That um, was well, yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh There's just it. I don't know. the The Mizdow thing was it was funny when it was subtle, and as you know, as they they want to do, it's just now we have to ha ha ha. We have to chuckle the entire match when he's doing it, and, it's, and we have to show it. And it's in the middle of the ring. It's just the the, the stunt double thing. It's just it's not funny anymore. I'm
1: um, I'm entertained by it, but the, but um I don't know where you go from here because. If he turns face, which is where they may be going, he's, mm-hmm. he's dead because then he's Santino and it's not funny. Anymore. Yeah, right. Um, and then it's only funny to eight-year-olds, which is fine. A nice little spot for him, I guess. If But but it, it, it loses all its legs for, for – you know, uh, it, it goes over the top at that point. You can't turn mm-hmm. Miz face. Miz is just a natural heel. We've learned that over the years. It just never works when he turns face. So I don't really know where you go with it. I really don't. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's entertaining for what it is. A lot of people are annoyed that it it sullied the prestige of the Intercontinental title. But that ship is sailed. US title, US title. I mean, the ship is sailed. (laughs) Clearly, Um, you know, the the ship is sailed on on the US title. And he's talking about what prestige does that title have? Well, I mean, there's people who are saying that they shouldn't have done a comedy match in a US title match. And it's like, well, (laughs) the US champion and the Intercontinental champion. Did they come from a time machine of like 1980s? Like, where did they come from? It's not my theory. Are they from 2014 or what? Like, I, well, apparently they haven't watched the last five years because all those champions do is lose on TV every week. Right, and the I prestige is one. long gone. So, from that, it didn't bother me that it was done any. Look, they're never going to rehab those titles, they're just not, not under the current regime. Uh, not under the current way they do things, that's not going to happen. So it didn't bother me from that perspective. This was a, you know, this was a little TV match, a little house show match, you know, is what it was, and I don't know, it didn't offend me. It was, it was, it a lot like the tag team title match. It was the WWE two star special. Yeah, it's right. it's very rare that the WWE gives you a match that's worse than that because, like we talked about last week, the roster's too good. Yeah, you don't,
2: everyone's too talented. Yeah, you
1: don't have a lot of bums on the roster, so you're not going to get these these one-star matches or these dud matches unless they do something with a hologram because the pe- the, the people are just too talented. Uh, with the exception of a few of the divas and a few of the gimmick performers,
2: the, 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 the people are just too talented. Didn't Santino, like, uh, less than two years ago hold that title for, like… Over hundred days. Yeah, because he was doing the gimmick where he was chasing Honky
1: Tonk Man, which was actually an entertaining gimmick. But then he never even came close. He should <laughs> have lost the title until he came close. Right. And he should have lost it to Honky Tonk Man.
2: But I don't know. Prestigious title. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wanna don't wanna sully that. Okay. Moving on here, uh, we had the Rusev Big Show match, which I thought was the match of the night. I really loved it. I thought Rusev was was wonderful in this. They, uh, the the only issue i had is that sort of they made it so obvious that that mark henry was going to turn so that when he sort of came out a lot of it was i wasn't focusing on what was going on i was just seeing when the turn was going to happen and then it didn't happen but they made it so you know they had that backstage segment before it where henry had the look you know we WWE does that, where the the camera zooms in on them as the other guy leaves the the room, and then they have this this face, and it's like, oh, okay, nope. something's her, going it's on. No with point
1: this. surprising anybody. We might as well, <laughs> right? <yeah. laughs> might as well flash and neon lights. This guy's right. gonna gonna turn on the other guy. I, why the fu- Why do they refuse
2: <laughs> to want to surprise people? I I don't get it. But, uh, but then they surprise us by not doing it. Well, that, so I mean, but unfortunately, it, when they came out though, everybody you could even hear the crowd too. It was just like, oh, here we go. Like there was a hush on the crowd. Like all right, here it comes, and then like it didn't come, but so it was kind
1: thing, of weird. But here's the thing, Rich. They didn't surprise us, because it happened 24 hours later, and I'm actually right. glad they did it that way, because this was the one perfectly booked segment yeah. on the entire show, because it made Rusev look like a fucking beast, because he destroyed these two monsters. He not yeah, killed them. Yeah, he just killed these two monsters, laid them out. It's exactly what they needed to do for Rusev. He decisively put both of these guys in the rearview mirror. He decisively won feuds against both of them and these are two guys that the fans take more seriously than your swaggers and your biggies even though this and the swaggers and the big Es were better matches which which help you get over to to some extent beating these guys in shitty matches actually help them get over more because the fans respect these two guys but so from that respect it was better to wait to do the turn tonight but again why forecast that it's going to happen? Because now right. we're just waiting for it. If, if, why not just have them be happy together and and, and and act normal? So then, when he does turn on Raw, nobody sees it coming. I, I, I just I don't know. I just, why must they hit you over the head <laughs> with everything in
2: this company? It's because you're too you're, dumb, Joe. You're just so dumb. You forget. They,
1: but here's the thing: it's a three. It's a three and a half hour Raw. What is it it's eight hours of new TV every week right? yeah. yep. seven eight nine hours whatever it is a fresh TV every week eleven hours and a pay-per view week there's enough hours where they can make where they can serve every master they can do they can they can do things to make fans to to, to allow fans like us to invest or to i don't I don't even know where i'm going the, 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 they have enough hours in their programming where they can make attempt to make everybody happy yeah because no one – who's watching superstars anyway? You know, who's watching main event anyway I, compared to the number of people who are watching Raw? You can use a couple of Raw segments to do something a little different.
2: But it's always just the same thing. I don't know. Let's move on to the yeah, next match. I can't. It is. Yeah. All right. So this this next match will get you uh, in a happier mood. AJ Lee versus Paige. I mean, just these two never again. They just have stop.
1: bad chemistry. And they're and
2: both good. They're both good. But this they, it's oil and water. They're excellent. They just, I think they're both excellent. They suck. They just suck together. They can't – it just doesn't work. I don't know why. It just – i I'm done figuring it out. I, I tried to really watch this one and go, okay, what, where is it wrong? I don't know what it is. I've seen them both have good matches against other
1: people. They just have never had good matches together. Um, it's always an average match. It's always a disappointing match. And at first, we gave them the benefit of the doubt because if you remember, the first couple matches were both like under two minutes or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So it's like, ah, come on. Give them time. Then they get time and it's no good. So – but it finally looks like they're splitting them apart because as I speak, Paige is beating the shit out of Alicia Fox. Yep. Now I I don't know <laughs> what they're doing here because I think I think Fox is a better heel and I think Paige is a better face.
2: Yeah. But I uh. mean,
1: I, am I really gonna get nitpicked? Over? It's gonna be it's gonna be a triple threat
2: match with everybody, and you have no idea who's a heel, who's a face, because they're all just this weird blob of shades. Of, like it, that. It, it's gonna be a triple threat match, and God only knows what they're gonna do with it. So.
1: Yeah, and it'll be right before the main event or whatever. It'll be in the death spot. So who cares? Let's just move on.
2: All right, so then we had the main event, obviously, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, which we talked a little bit about. Any other thoughts on that before we move on?
1: Well, Jerry Lawler, as I speak, is making the save for Alicia Fox, which means that the uh, feminism crew is probably going nuts on Twitter. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, as we know, Jerry— oh, oh, Why are you so far behind? Are you on DVR? I'm, I'm watching. I'm a few minutes behind. So
2: oh, okay. Right, yeah, I'm on DVR. I'm, so as I'm, we it. speak, and I'm like, no. Um, I'm yeah, I, I, like, I was like, I forgot that I started a few minutes. So it's even worse. So you're you're commentating on something that I've already seen. that Everybody, everybody else, else has, else this, has this, seen days Everybody else has seen by by at least yeah. twelve hours. So I've seen by twenty minutes and now you're just watching it live. So this is perfect. Yeah. This is so according to the extreme
1: feminists, uh Lawler you Jerry Lawler's not allowed to go within twenty feet of a woman. They always complain about that on mm-hmm. for some reason. So uh, you know, whatever. Hey, look man, Alicia Fox is over eighteen. I don't have a problem with that. You know. Yeah. It, it's the it's the minors you got to keep Jerry Lawler away from. Yeah, he doesn't he, care about. Yeah, he doesn't
2: care about adult women.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep Lawler and Dundee away from the minors. That's her, that's where you got to draw the line. If the, when the girls are 13, that's when there's a problem. But uh, moving on.
2: Yes, please. Yeah, let's uh, Seth Rollins and Ambrose. Any other thoughts? We sort of broke that ah, one down right. as we did that. So. Uh, any WWE stuff
1: before Helena, we yeah, – Hell in a Cell, just a couple things I forgot. Number yeah. one, the other reason the two straight falls in the Ziggler-Cesaro match worked for me, which is uh, – which I forgot to mention, was Cesaro uh, asked for the stipulation, which didn't make sense, by the way, yeah. because – why would he want best two out of three as the challenger when he win the match and one <laughs> fall and win the title? But anyway. Which he won on <laughs> Friday. <laughs> right.
2: So anyway. Let's just stop it. It makes my head hurt.
1: No, but, but, but what I was going to say was the, the other reason why the two straight falls worked is because Ziggler, it was, it was, it was the face uh, beating the heel at his own game. He, yeah. he asked for three, two out of three, and then he ended up losing both falls. So the, so the heel looks like a dope. And I, so that's the other reason it worked. And uh, I forgot the other point I was going to make. But if you've got nothing else to say, we could put this show in the rear
2: view and move on if you'd like. Cause... No, I got nothing else. I have uh, – for Hell in a Cell, that's it for me. It's it's uh, it. it I, I called it a, a good pay-per-view, and I said it was one of the better ones. But I it will be easily forgettable in a little bit, and I think the booking of it was just – and, and it's just it's just yet another example of um you know what it is and i think that the big thing especially with the main event is you know people that are assuming that you're supposed to get these big blow-offs that this is what they're supposed to do and that's it's just just it i, I understand why people are frustrated i get why they're mad but it's you, you you should almost get it at this point you know what i mean i it, it's kind of a, a cop out of an answer to say ah whatever you know but i'm not saying i enjoy it i'm just saying i don't Care as much because it's just that's not how they do it. Their feuds now the template of a feud is guy interferes in main event. Now that those two guys are feuding, that's what it is. That's how it happened with Seth Rollins and John Cena. That's how that's their new thing now is guy comes out just immediately inserts himself into a match. Now he is now the that's the feud. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. It has nothing to do with titles. It's just I interfered in your match. Okay, let's have a feud. That's what it is. It it. It has, and you can do it has been you for can a do while. that from time to time I mean you can do that from time to time but they've done it now so much that it's just that's what it is and that well you make a good point because what the fuck what's Bray Wyatt's issue with Dean
1: Ambrose right and they're gonna have to tie that and, together and I, have you know by the time people listen to this maybe that'll have been explained but I'm betting it won't be sufficiently because when does Bray Wyatt explain anything sufficiently All right he just – he's going to come out there and ramble about something. Strabagale and blah. And, and uh, it's not going to make any sense. And I, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. That—that that, I mean, whatever. That's WWE, man. <laughs> you know, I hope they do something. They look, and they'll, they'll just – hope they do some cool things every now and then. That's how yep. you have to treat this company.
2: Well, uh, before we leave WWE, we'll talk – Real quickly here, we'll probably talk a, little, a lot more uh, on our next show, and we'll obviously have uh, live so sort of, tweeting about this. But uh, this Thursday we have the quarter three results conference call coming up uh, on Thursday. Obviously mentioned Thursday, October thirtieth. It'll be uh, Vinnie Mac and your boy Berrios on there talking about how the network—it's <laughs> not quite there, but we're getting there because. Joe, real quick, I know this is this is dumb and means absolutely nothing. What's your prediction on the network
1: I, I got to tell you, this is the first time that I don't have a prediction, and the reason is this is so hard to quantify.
2: Because for- you have all the international now. You have the Canada, which is getting lumped into it. You're getting a bunch of different things that are getting exactly. lumped into this. So. You've
1: got the international, and we've got the mysterious 80,000 German subscribers who haven't already, <laughs> supposedly. We don't know how to factor in, uh, and, and we really don't know how to quantify How many of the European people had it already? Which we assume was a large, large chunk yeah. to be substantial, but we—that's a mystery. Like you said with Canada, what a lot of people might not realize is people who are subscribing through their cable providers in Canada through Rod—that's counting towards the network subscriptions. Right. So they're going to artificially beef up the number. I don't know. You know what? Artificial may not be fair, but they're not true network subscriptions because it's a different sort of service. It's the same service. Uh, Carried in a different manner, I guess, is Mm -hmm. the best way to put it. And then uh, the other thing that's really hard to quantify is this is going to be the first set of numbers where we'll see people who did not resubscribe, which I think that number is going to be a pretty substantial number. um, Because I think a lot of the super casuals and a lot of – when I say super casual, I mean people who haven't watched wrestling since Steve Austin was champion. I think a lot of those people – look, we know some people like that. Who when the network was rolled out, they thought it was really cool and they jumped on. None of those people are resubscribed. Why would those no, God, no. ever resubscribe? They got the novelty out of their system in the first two weeks and they probably couldn't cancel that thing fast enough. All right. They watched their
2: seven or their their two attitude era pay per views and said, Oh, okay. Well. That's <laughs> enough of that. The only- I get why I don't watch it that much anymore. <laughs> so right. It well, was cool so. when I was twelve, but it's not very cool anymore. That's so. what I
1: mean when I say a super casual. Yes. And and, and I, the only super casuals who resubscribed are the ones who forgot to cancel, and it got re-upped automatically. Uh, as far as the casuals go, when I say casual, that's the more common definition of a casual fan, someone who watches now and then, someone who's sort of into the product but not totally invested in it. I think a lot of them haven't resubscribed because there just isn't a lot of appeal there. We know a ton of hardcore fans – who gave up on the thing and canceled yes. because they just weren't adding enough uh, uh, fresh content on there for their needs. So I think it's going to be a pretty substantial number of people who did not resubscribe, but uh, that will be hidden a bit by the, uh, by the Canada inflation, by wh- whoever was added worldwide. So for me, I don't know. I can't even, this is the first time that I'm not even going to wager a guess because I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is this, if they haven't hit a million by this point, they're in deep trouble.
2: Well, and, and one of the things though that's a little bit interesting, and I the, my sort of curiosity with this number is, I think it will be under a million. That that is my guess. I have somewhere around the nine fifty, but I I'm basing that. That would on be actually. a disaster just, in my opinion. That would be that would be bad. That's but the thing that's pretty interesting, it, it is a disaster. But they are sort of, and we talked about with the ads. We didn't really talk about that when the ads sort of came out. Which by the way, the ads are horrible. I don't know if you've seen any of them. Very they're, low rent. Very low, very low rent. They're like what you get on like NBA TV or whatever, where, where you know these these horrible networks at 3 a.m. That because I watch terrible networks at 3 a.m. or whatever, yeah, you, and they play just like hover around uh, episodes I mean, and like. Know, yeah, like,
1: you're right about that. And I'll give you a better example. They're 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 the kind of ads you see on these really sketchy like Roku channels that aren't popular, like your, yeah, your right, trackles right. or those kind of uh, Roku apps. Where they're not drawing pro- and that's a bad place to be. You
2: don't. Yeah, you be. don't want that. Yeah. So the ad- especially when you tout that like Kmart, AT and T, and like these are our big companies that have joined our, you know, our our ad platform. And then the first few I saw were not. No. Like- I mean, they were like I made them in my college class for like a local business. It's is what really they look weird
1: like, so. stuff, like long distance carriers that you've never they're heard right. of, or cell phone providers that like you know only sketchy people use. Like it's, it's really bad ads. The ads are awful.
2: Yeah, so there's sort of – I think that they're getting – they're understanding that they obviously have to do some different things, that, that, that there's not going to be just this immediate flood of people that are doing this. I think the ads are our point. We knew that was going to happen, and I think that they're doing some different revenue streams and different stuff like that to try to at least make this – a, a you know, resurrect it a little bit because I don't think it's going to be over a million. I really don't, and I think the problem, though, is that w- w- what we really have to look at, and if it's over a million – we can kind of assume that that's that steady state of people, because that's the big thing. You don't want just a, real, a little pops during WrestleMania and this sort of stuff. You want a steady flow of people. I I just don't know if they're ever going to get it. I mean, the buzz that I hear from people, and and, and I mean, I I don't I'm not really representative of anything like that, but or, you know, or, or of the general you know population or that stuff. But the buzz that we get is is nothing. It's next to nothing of people watching stuff on the network. Anymore. Every time I we, something bad happens, I just hear, oh, I'm canceling my network. Ah, uh, screw it. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I never hear people saying, I just discovered this on the network again. You know you know what I mean? I feel like you and I are the only people that still use that damn thing. Yeah, you know, it's... On our Twitter account. We're always watching random crap, and then nobody else is. Like, nobody else watches any yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, people are really super negative on it. Um, it, it, it. Like I said, I think you're right, though. And You know, I hadn't even thought of that angle. They wouldn't have added advertising if they had a million and a half... All right. This is... So clearly the number is not going to be – we know this. The number is not going to be great, and the number is probably not even going to be good because they wouldn't have added advertisements um, because that's a road they really don't want to go down if, if they could avoid it. And they've had to go down that road because the number is either – the number is going to be lukewarm at best. Right. So, and if they haven't hit a million, I, that's really not encouraging. The one thing that I that I am happy about, though, is they've pushed so hard with the 9.99 campaign that you're not going to see a price increase for a long time. No, they time. can't, <laughs> unfortunately, because they, they're they're really making they're really making 9.99 part of the vernacular, and it's been pushed so heavily, and they put so much money into pushing the 9.99 that you're not going to get a price increase. So that's a good thing. Um, now, as far as they can really play with these numbers, because now that they have monthly subscriptions for the twelve mm-hmm. ninety nine, yep. they can really fuck around with this. So it's not so much what is said on the call. It's when people really dig into...
2: Yeah, and then you have to wait till till Chris uh, Chris Harrington get his hands on it, and a few other people can look at you know the the really look at how they're breaking stuff down, really look at the graphs, really look at the numbers. Because yeah, Barrios is going to go there and, and, and tout a number that that's going to sound good to everybody, and the calls are going to be terrible, and the people that are getting on there will say, oh, this is you know that's cl- I'm glad we got to 950. Okay, so what what's the next step to you know get a little bit higher or whatever? But no, if you really look at the calls, uh, Chris Harrington will do a great job. I'm sure he's
1: listen to the words that they choose to use. That's going to be important. Mm-hmm. Barrios says things like we've had up to 1.2 million subscribers at one time. No, no, no. There's going to be some fuzzy math in there if they're not happy with it. Yeah. So uh, we know the starting point. The starting point was slightly below 700,000. So, uh, you know, if if, if if they're touting the fact that they've Added two hundred thousand subscribers. Well, look, we know that sounds good, but really isn't when you have rolled it out to the entire world aside from the United States. Uh, so you know, it's it's be careful with the way they word things, and 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 like Rich is saying. Let Chris Harrington and some uh, and, and people like Dave Meltzer and Chris Harrington really dig in. And Bix and David, Bixen's David Bixen's 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 will man. do this as well. Now, yeah. are you going to be listening live? I will. Yes. Okay, so I will we're going to have full live. coverage. I'm tweeting out. Yes. Oh yeah. As usual, we always have full coverage of quarterly calls. Rich, who uh, you know with his feet up on the desk, at the shoot job. Uh He's going to have <laughs> awesome. he's going to have the Dragon Gate show running on on, on, on one computer, and he's going to have the the WWE call on the other computer, and he's going to be uh, live tweeting on his phone all yeah. you know all the while. Um, and I'll probably I'm I'll probably, probably
2: my pates, I, yeah. I,
1: I'm ripping you, but I'll probably still be asleep. So, who I, <laughs> so I'll, I, I'll probably would have up till
2: five. You're up till five a.m. Uh, tweeting out, you know, Noah results and Charlie Norris.
1: Rich, I'm either um, I, I, it will be true. I am up till five a.m. I'm either watching really bad wrestling or having incredibly questionable hookups. Uh, so that's why I'm up at those hours. It's one of those two things, you know. Uh, it's it's the wrestling. It's, it's, unfortunately, it's usually the wrestling. Uh, you know, if I'm not around, you know, it's the questionable hookup. Yes, highly yeah. questionable. Oh, oh man, these are some questions. Yeah, at five a.m. That's getting real. The later it gets, the more questionable the hookup gets. Oh See, god, yes. Once you pass midnight, and and every hour. Uh, the quality of the hookup goes down about twenty to thirty percent. So if you're, <laughs> Do you have a graph on this, or yeah, listen, I, I don't need a graph. I've got years of experience. So by the time you get to four or five a.m., it's it, oh, it's it, you rails, know yeah. what? It's best to turn off the phone. It's best to shut the laptop, and it's best to go to bed because you're really scraping the bottom of the hookup barrel at that point. But uh, but yeah, so I'll probably be asleep. You will be uh, live tweeting. I don't, I don't. How do we talk about my questionable hookups in relation to the WWE conference? Only on this show. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Will you hear that sort of talk? Now, so you'll be live tweeting this. You'll be reporting this. Chris Harrington, I'm sure, will be all over it. David Bixenspan will be all over it. I think uh,
2: uh, the 6M Crew is going to do a uh, a show uh, later in the day. Right. Uh, and, kind of covering a little bit. So Rob McCarron and, and Jeff Hawkins. So. so there you go. So
1: people are going to be all – and all these people have respectable jobs too. So you're not the only one with your feet up See, right. So, uh, you know, it's – listen. We live in a very unproductive country. My theory – Oh, God, it's horrible. On, yeah. on the United States – the problem is we commit – too many hours to the work day. An eight hour work day is utterly ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh I've had that argument for a long most time. Most of yeah. it is just wasted. If we if we if people went listen, this is gonna sound absurd, but hear me out.
2: No, it's not. No, 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 no. I know what you I I'm I'm right with you, but go ahead. If
1: our culture was everybody went to work from say, I don't know, noon to four instead of nine to five, I would argue that you'd be more productive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I agree at 9:45 when you look at your watch and you realize you still have over 7 hours to go what do you do you fuck around on your phone you fuck around on the internet you procrastinate you're not driven and you're not fresh because God forbid you stayed up an extra hour the night before to watch a movie with your girlfriend or go right. out and do something social. You still gotta slap that that fucking that alarm clock at eight o'clock in the morning, seven or six o'clock in the morning if you gotta get kids out to school. It's utterly ridiculous. No one should come to work until noon. Everyone should be on Joe Lanza hours, right? You should roll out of bed when your body wakes you up. Not when an alarm clock wakes you up. When your body wakes you up, that's when you should roll out of bed. Ten thirty, eleven. More than – roll out of bed, hop in the shower, go to work at noon. You're refreshed. I'm clapping over here. You're refreshed. No, you're – You're ready. You're awake. You're ready to tackle the day, OK? Uh, you get to work, and you know you're not going to be stuck in that jail for eight hours. So maybe you'll get something done if you know you're oh, yeah. allowed to go home. No lunch breaks. Just come in at 12. Eat your lunch before you come in and work straight through till 4 or 5, a nice 4 or 5-hour workday, OK? And then get the hell out of there. What do we bring people to work at eight o'clock in the morning for? No one's getting anything done. We got, we're listening to WWE uh, quarterly
2: conference calls, calls, yeah,
1: and 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 fucking around on Twitter and watching Dragon Gate shows. You're not the only right. one. This is what people do with their workday, and that, this doesn't just go for you in your cubicle. This goes for the guy on the construct.
2: I had a, da- I am not in a cubicle, sir. When I was, let me tell you something. I share an office. You know, <laughs>
1: an office, a cubicle, the corner office, <laughs> the cubicle, whatever you want to call it. Okay, let me say something. When I was a, my father. Was a, uh, a a tradesman, he's a carpenter. Okay. Yeah. So uh, growing up, uh, and he has his own business. So when I was a teenager, you know, he wanted to teach his son how to be a man. So he would bring me to work, you know, in the summers or on the weekends or whatever it was when he had a job, and uh, you know, he'd hand me a hammer or a crowbar and he'd stick me in an empty room and he would say, "All right, gut the room." You got it. I don't know if you know what that term means, to gut a room. It basically oh, yeah, means yeah. just to tear the walls down, right. uh, tear off the sheetrock, gut the room because the people are remodeling. And he would he would say, all right, gut the room. I'll be back in six hours. So you know what I did, Rich? I made sure it took six hours. Now, if he would have said, gut the room, I'll be back in two hours. I would have got the job done in two hours. Or
2: when you're done gutting the room, you can leave.
1: But yeah, exactly. When you're done gutting right. the room, no. But he would leave and go to another job, leave me there with the with the hammer to gut the room, and I would make sure that it took fucking six hours to gut that room. Where's my incentive to bust my ass? Right. Short periods of work work better. It would make our country. It would make our society. It would make our workforce more productive. But no, we got to drag people in there to ass crack a fucking dawn, which ensures that they can't have a life after work because you got to get right. to bed at a decent hour. OK, so that, that ruins your social life. No one has a free time or a social life because you got to wake up the crack at dawn. God forbid you got kids and they got to get to school and you got to feed them. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
2: I'm with you. All you have to do is look at. it. I mean, when I when I have a half day, or I know that I'm leaving at noon or something, I it balls to the wall trying to get everything done. Absolutely. In those in those four or five Should hours, I, get I know
1: shit. I'm man. leaving. At, I'm
2: leaving at noon. I gotta get going. I don't fuck around. I don't touch Twitter. I put it away. I put my phone away. I get my coffee and I, I just dominate. I dominate for the first three hours or whatever, and I go, okay, cool, good. I got everything done. Good. I can I can leave. You know, I can leave for the weekend, my three day weekend or whatever. You know, knowing that all my stuff's done, and yeah. Then I come back on Monday, and I have eight hours, and I sit around, and we, I check email for five hours because I'm just dozing off. Listen, we ask people to wake up way too early
1: in this country, we just, in this society. We just do because then you can't do anything at night, and wouldn't it be nice? And here's the thing. If you're working from nine to five, it, it, it's not just that nine to five block that your job owns. They also own the hour and a half block before work that you got to get ready for work and your commute. That block of time is gone, and then the hour and a half to two hours after work, that block of time is gone. Your commute home, but you know, by the time you sit down on the couch to do something for yourself, by the time you go out to do something social with your friends, by the time you want to take a girl out or something and throw a burger down her throat, it's, it's, it's nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's ridiculous. And then you, and then, and then you can't even enjoy yourself. You're
2: tired again the next because day because you're
1: yeah. worried about getting home and getting
2: back to bed because you know that alarm's going to go off at six thirty. And then our country binge drinks on Friday and Saturday because you know, hey, listen. it's the only days you're allowed to actually have any time to yourself. So people just go fucking insane. The
1: bottom line here is Joel Lanza should be dictator of this shit. And, I, and I, I should run shit because I would fix shit. What's the next topic?
2: Okay. Next topic is how did we, ta- we talk about the conference? Yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's talk about New Japan here. New Japan. Let's talk. Uh, we had the 1025 show that showed up. It was a Samurai TV show. Um, it's a part of the uh, the road to Power Struggle, which, by the way, Power Struggle is looking real good. I don't know if you've been uh, following sort of the new matches going on, uh, new matches announced, and the matches we already know. Really good looking card right now. We have a uh, will We'll talk about it after we do this ten twenty five. I, I think, and and we're gonna talk a little bit about the Super Junior Tournament, and then what? We'll, let's let's then we'll we'll talk a little bit about Power Struggle. But I think we're gonna give it a proper review because uh, it is uh, next week we can give it a proper review. Correct. Yeah, that sounds about preview. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we're, well, our preview, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, so it's not for a few more weeks. So we'll give that a, a much bigger sort of insights uh, next week. But uh, New Japan 1025, this was the first show, it's a Samurai TV show that showed up on a few of the uh, various sources that we find them which is unfortunately that's going to be how we're going to have to do it these days because we got Nico Nico, we got uh, – and then we have people who put stuff on Daily Motion. So that's – they won't let us pay anymore. So that's <laughs> that's what we got to do, right? I mean, people have had success with Nico Nico.
1: This show wasn't even on Nico Nico. I don't no, think, this was so. just a Samurai TV
2: yeah, show. So. Yeah, so this wouldn't have shown up anywhere. But that's all right. But it was a decent show. You watched a little bit. I watched the Super Junior uh, tur- uh, tag tournament matches and then the main event. Uh, what, what did you watch of this one? And
1: so I watched the same thing you did. I blew off the uh, opening
2: multi-man tag matches. I didn't watch. You want to watch Suzuki finally get his hands on Yano in the opener. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's been chomping at the bit to. to <laughs> I get don't. In I, wonder so. I wonder what happened. I wonder what the the big blood feud. I hope they didn't start out with a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a hold. I hope they were just pounding on each other when they finally got the. I I hope that uh, I, just a wild brawl once they finally can.
1: I'd like to see uh, Azuka get involved and in, and use the uh, the, the, <laughs> the the ring the ring announcers uh, cord to choke people because I hmm. haven't seen that in every match for the last six.
2: That would months be pretty either. cool. That would be pretty so, sweet. So obviously, watch the Super Junior. We talked a little bit about it last uh, week, but we'll, we'll break that down a little bit. Uh, first round matches here, I'm, I'm going kind of out of order. I'm just going in the order of the brackets. We had and uh, Liger and Tiger Mask were defeated by the Young Bucks, which was, I thought, a good result. We were sort of we were a little worried weren't we that the Bucs would maybe drop this that maybe they were doing the legacy you know Liger Tiger Mask but the Bucks No nah, so. I mean we I think I think we were pretty We were trying to be kind of devil's advocate. We were, it, it, we were
1: trying hard but we were pretty certain they were going to win this and actually yeah. the big surprise here was how good the match was. It was really good. A lot of fun. And you know it was the shortest match of the first round but it, it was arguably the best match of the first round.
2: The Bucks were pretty serious in this one as well. I mean, there there was some stuff that they did that was kind of zany or whatever, but I thought that the end was kind of cool, where you know you had the the Bucks, you know, tackling. You know, I, I forgot who was coming in for the save. Um, there was a, I, that was a cool I, spot. Yeah, what was that? Was, was that the? No, that wasn't the finish, was it? No, there was a great
1: spot where uh, the Bucks were doing one of their springboard moves, and Liger came out of nowhere with his palm thrust and laid one of them out. Yes, so yeah, that, that was that was that's one, one of them. I'm talking was about
2: No, 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 there was one where somebody was going for the pimple. It might have been the 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 the, the final fall. Um so somebody had a pin. I forgot who it was. Uh and it's the worst description I ever, but somebody had a pin. And I think it was Liger that was coming for the save and then just out of nowhere one of the Jacksons just tackled him, and it was just like, "Whoa!" It was, it, you know, like I said, it was usually the Bucks get kind of cute about stuff, and you get, you know, a super kick at this sort of stuff. But it felt like it was super serious, and they were like, "No, we want to win this thing." So it wasn't, you know, a super kick party, or you know, they weren't telling them to suck it every two seconds. It was, it was a hard fought, you know, really quick pace match. I thought it was really good. This was to and Liger me, looked great. Yeah,
1: Liger looked great. And Tiger Mask held his un- part of this yeah. matchup, too. This was like an eight minute match, but it, it it was it was creeping up on four stars. I thought it was an excellent match. Yeah. And if you remember the Young Bucks, this is how they got introduced to new japan to begin with they won this tournament last year uh which was uh you know when they they first came to new japan so uh they move on and yeah I, i thought it was an excellent match probably the best match of this round
2: Absolutely. Uh, we had Fuego and Taguchi. They unfortunately fell to El Desperado and Taiichi. What do you think about this one? This was Got about 12 minutes. So now
1: this was the one match where we thought it, it was this was the closest thing to a 50-50 mm-hmm. match in terms of who would win uh, here. Now, look, there's a lot of, of people who cannot stand Taichi, and I don't begrudge any one of those people who can't stand Taiichi. Taiichi, uh, when when unmotivated, is pretty shitty and when motivated, isn't very good either. Uh, but I kind of have a soft spot for the guy. I don't mind Taiichi, and I kind of like this tag team with El Desperado. Desperado is so wild and out of control, and and it looks like he's going to kill somebody every time he's in there. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off the guy. He's just completely reckless, you and might see him kill somebody in the ring. He rings, might like. kill somebody, and and you know, Fuego's a guy I always enjoy. Tons of charisma. You can see why they asked him back. Yeah. And uh, him and Taguchi did the dancing gimmick, and, and, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, I think this was more uh, potentially to set up a singles challenger for Taguchi uh, with the way it finished. So, uh, But Desperado and Taichi move on. Uh, they're going to take on the Young Bucks. That is interesting. This is uh, Bullet Club versus Suzuki Goon, so straight up heel-on-heel heel action. But as we know, Bullet Club their their sort of brand of heel. It always, uh, you know, even when they face it, it kind of makes the Suzuki Goon guys the 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 de facto uh, baby faces. So yeah, but 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 Taiichi is, I mean, and El Desperado, I mean, they're, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting dynamic, but. Uh, um, I, you know, if the bucks can drag an excellent match out of those two guys,
2: then they're, yeah, yeah, there's nothing team, there. <laughs> lock it up. Tag team of the year for them. Then. Yeah. I mean, no, I, they've, I, I, they've already locked it up. Oh, tag team of the year. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm debating between them and T Hawk and Aita,
2: that, that's um, a good one. I, I think the bucks are,
1: but the bucks have, have had so many good matches and so many different promotions against so mm-hmm. many different teams. And they've, 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 uh, you know, they, they've got this little feud with the Hardys going, which is some interesting stuff. And, uh, it, it, and this has really been their breakout year, so to speak, I think. So it, it's really
2: hard. It, I mean, they're featured everywhere they go. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're the closest thing to like a superstar indie team. This is their year.
1: I don't know. I don't know where they go from here in terms of their career. Uh, but no matter what kind of heights they reach, people are going to look at 2014 as one of their landmark years. I mean, I don't think there's any way around that. So it's going to be pretty hard not to vote for them.
2: Because uh, I think people are so familiar with what we have with the Bucks now that they don't realize that it was only a few years ago where they were just kind of there. I mean, they, you know, they toiled away on TNA for a while. They they sort of were doing, you know, Evolve shows and G.G. USA, but they were just kind of there. I mean, You know what I mean? There was yeah, nothing sure. to them. Sure. I mean, a lot of people didn't like them. I really initially thought they were kind of stupid. I didn't really get what their gimmick was because they kind of were like they looked like the rockers but they weren't you know you know what i mean they looked like a 90s like super like crappy indie like, babyface team or whatever so you sort of got that vibe from them they've just found themselves this year and, and they've become it started with a little bit of last year but this year was just the one where it came out i mean they, they were featured on ring of honor they're featured in pwg they're featured in you know new japan i mean they're everywhere they, I mean, they're, they, they're, at they're,
1: one they're, point at one point they held seven sets of tag team time right yeah i mean like and they, they still currently hold three Right. So, um, you know, a lot of these indie promotions that book sort of like all-star lineups, your House of Glories, your uh, PWSs, places like that, they always book the Bucks, and the Bucks have been headlining a lot of those shows against teams like yep. the Hardys. And and I think, you know, I, I haven't done the research, but aside from AJ Styles, I wouldn't be surprised if the Young Bucks have drawn more four-figure indie houses. In, you know, as main eventers, mm-hmm. than anybody else in the U.S. indie scene this year.
2: I uh, know yeah, uh, it's it's a smaller example, but obviously, uh, Dreamwave who runs in LaSalle, Illinois, they they booked the box uh, a few months ago, and the crowd was packed. It was the most packed I've seen, and I've only a been legitimate there. Legitimate indie draw, right? I've only been there a handful of times, but this was without a doubt the biggest crowd that I had seen know with them there and a lot of it was i mean i bet they book basically the same people every single time i mean it, it for the most part there's a few guys here and there there's your kind of your garganos will come in or whatever but the bucks came and there was an audible buzz for the bucks so that i'm giving them credit for that one i mean it wasn't it wasn't a four-figure house but you know they did as much as you can do in the uh the knights of columbus and in, in la salle illinois but no that was uh really enjoyed um you know th- these first two matches i thought th- 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 that's Prado taichi that's it I, I'll take it, but the, the second round one's gonna be interesting. But yeah, the Bucks uh, Liger Tiger Mask one was was great. So, uh, moving on, to another first round matchup was the Time Flitters uh, lo- lo- lost rather to the uh, Forever Hooligans. Uh, this one got about 15 minutes, which was we've seen it, <laughs> we've seen it a thousand times, but it, it doesn't mean it's bad. You know what I mean? it's just, uh, it just it's the same three star match. They oh always- right. I mean we we've seen it. I mean there's not much more to say. I mean you 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 know what this is, <laughs> but. That's not – in some ways, it's a bad thing, and in some ways, it's sort of – yeah, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's good and it's bad. It's Look, it was – It's th- familiar, but I, I forgot. I mean, I couldn't tell you anything that I really remember except for, you know, Kozlov selling his shoulder a little bit more. It was That's, a good match.
1: It was yeah. the same three-star match they always have. It was The, the, the hooligans are – people are getting tired of them. They're getting tired of the same spots over and over, and I can see where people are coming from. The hooligans don't light my world on fire either, but they don't bother me either like they do a lot of people. The one thing I'll say is Kozlov's shoulder is becoming an issue. Um, it's not going to heal. It's obvious that he either doesn't have the money to get the surgery or, which is more likely, he has the money to get the surgery maybe, but he does he can't afford to take the time off. Right. He
2: can't take, you know, a month or two or three off, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. And we saw Homicide had that issue, I don't know, probably about that might even be going back about a decade now. No, a
2: little less mm-hmm. than
1: that. I guess it was when he first went back to TNA, maybe around 2006, yeah.
2: 2007. I was going to say 2005, 2006. Yeah. Seven, somewhere seven, in that seven,
1: neighborhood. Seven, he had seven. that shoulder issue and I don't think he ever ended up getting it fixed. And, and what's happening with Kozlov now is his body is starting to change because he clearly isn't working out like he was, like he was yeah, he's getting, very he's flat, getting flat and it's affecting. Cause I had
2: people that were, you know, there were people on Twitter that were saying, Oh, you know, I think he's just, you know, doing a super cell job of it. And I said, no, look at his body, man. He's <laughs> it's, his body. It's has obvious. He can't lift weights. Yeah. yeah this guy
1: who was can't always lift. in excellent shape. And he's starting to get soft, and it's starting to affect his performance too. And you know, you kind of feel bad for the guy because he obviously can't afford to take the time off. Um, but you know, such is the life of you know an indie wrestler who works you know prelims in a company like New Japan. It it just he needs the money. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad in a way, but the the match I thought was fine. It was the typical match. These two teams have the right team. One doesn't make any sense for the time splitters to win the tournament. No. Um, th- the only thing is you, you might say it sets up a title match, but it, it not necessarily because like we talked about last week, if forever hooligans don't win the tournament. Whoever wins the tournament is going to get the title match, and by the time that goes down, people might forget about – they might just forget about the fact that the hooligans beat the splitters. You know what I mean? This isn't – this is like – of all the tournaments New Japan does, this is the lowest profile one. It's not like G1 where every time anyone who beats the champ, that's going to be remembered and it sets up a future title. It's not like that. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case here. It may end up being the case, but it doesn't have to be.
2: Uh, then the final one that we're going to talk about here, which I thought was a really good one. I really love this one. It was Bushi and uh, D- uh, Masquerade Dorada against Red Dragon, who I thought Red Dragon, I thought they... And you could tell too. I what what, what did you think about them? Because I thought they looked like they were loving it. The crowd was sort of into it. They looked like they they looked like they just fit in New Japan. I, I really hope they stay here for a longer amount of time. They do fit. They look like they were motivated. I didn't
1: love the match. I thought the match was good. I thought uh, Bushi was really good in the match. Um, I didn't. In his
2: jack-o'-lantern mask.
1: <laughs> his jack-o'-lantern mask and his happy Halloween on his tights. Ty- oh, yes, th- thank you, Bushi. Very festive. <laughs> it put a smile on my face. Uh, you know, Dorada, who is a, a, a Very dynamic flyer. I think that Sam Damasio put it best. Someone asked uh, Sam – he's a Twitter follower. He's a guy who has a wrestling blog of his own, which I'd love to plug it, but I can't remember what he calls it.
2: Um, Spandex are cool, I think.
1: Spandex are still cool. That's what it is, yeah. And he's a Four Corners radio guy. So um, he put it best. Someone asked him about Rada, and his description was he's the kind of guy – and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he's the kind of guy where after you watch his matches, you go, well, isn't he nifty? And I think that's the best description of Dorada he's, yeah. he's nifty. He always does something where you're like, that was pretty fucking yeah, that was nifty. Cool. Uh, yeah. But he really didn't get much of a chance to shine here. He only got to do one or two of his primary spots and didn't get to do any of his really big spots. But Red Dragon looked motivated. Uh, it was it was a good match, you know, three-star range or whatever. Uh, it didn't blow me away or anything like that. But um, but they, you're right. They did look motivated. They looked like they fit like a glove. This was an interesting style matchup for them against two guys with Lucha backgrounds. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 not typical that they face guys like this, but, it, you know, it, it works. They didn't look like they were struggling with that. And they'll take on, you know, forever hooligans in the next round, which are more familiar opponents uh, and, and more conducive to their style, I think. So, um, you know, that the, the winner of that, I think uh, – it, 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 I would think would have the edge of winning the whole thing because the hooligans already have the head-to-head win over the splitters. The Red Dragon, uh, you know, or the hot new act in the company, and I, I don't know if the Young Bucks necessarily need to win this tournament, but I think whoever wins will face the Young Bucks.
2: Yes, I agree. Um, who would you sort of right now? Who, who would be your prediction? I would like to see Red Dragon win it. I would too. That'd be great. But because I, I don't know, that's that's it's yeah. I mean. That, it's a, I mean, they did. I mean, they, they gave it to the Bucks last year. They sort of introduced them. I mean, obviously, we knew that they were going to kind of come in for a little bit longer. And, and I don't know what their plans are with Red Dragon. But, yeah, that'd be awesome to just see them in the final. They don't necessarily have to win. But no, I, mean, I think that, that would be a final that would be fun. The Bucks first Red Dragon? Yes, yeah. I think that's what everybody wants to see. I don't, I, yeah, I, don't I can't imagine. Any... Well, no, I, I just – I don't mean that not want to see, but, I mean, what would they do? Would they – you know, would Red Dragon get there? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Red Dragon could
1: win. I think they could definitely win the tournament. Um, I, 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 you know, a three way for the dome might be more like, but see, here's the thing. I don't know if the winner of this is facing the time splitters at power Mm -hmm. struggle or if they're holding it off till the dome.
2: Yeah. They never really specified from what I can tell. Let me make sure if that didn't get uh, changed, but yeah, from what I remember, it's not really specified at all. So it's really hard to forecast it that way either, because if it's just a title match at power struggle, which
1: I mean, if red dragon's here for this tour, it would make sense for them to win the tournament and then have the big match at the end of the tour rather than to lose the tournament and then be in some multi-man bullshit. It's easier to put the young bucks in some multi-man bullshit match cuz they could just team with the bullet club against yeah, right. against a bunch of, you know, mid-card faces. So, from that
2: perspective, I uh, not, not specified when the title match is going to happen, so.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I you know, it would just make more sense for Red Dragon to win. It's it'd be you know, it, it it's and it'd be a good match with the Time Splitters. It'd
2: be great, yeah. It could be a, a good will to, to have them, because I would love to see a lot more of them. I'd love for them to get because this division needs another team like that, and I, I don't know if they would necessarily, I mean, you think they would take it, if, say if New Japan hypothetically said, hey, you, you know, do you think that's something that they would be interested in, or do you think that they have enough bookings and stuff that they're doing no, in I Ring think, of Honor? I think, and that, that?" I
1: think anybody, any independent wrestler who's not getting sniffs from WWE, hmm and doesn't mind the, the the long plane flights would love a chance because that's what you want to – if you're not in WWE, you want to be right. in New Japan because if you move up in New Japan, that's where the money's going to be.
2: Uh, especially if you're O'Reilly. And, especially O'Reilly. I think he looked like he was just having a time of his life.
1: But I think it's more just the partnership with Ring of Honor. So yeah. I don't think you'd ever see them like full time
2: or anything. Yeah, I know. I can wish.
1: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> at least not in the future.
2: Ugh, I wish. That would be nice this is fun this is really good yeah i mean i'm in for a bucks red dragon but we'll find out about that um anything else you want to talk about new japan before we kind of talk a little oh, bit you think about of the six man oh the six man Right. duh i forgot about the great six man um i was a little underwhelmed i thought it was gonna be a little bit better um then i thought i love the Ishigoto goto sort of interaction at the end of the match and and how that built up it was sort of what i worried and that was a lot that the big guys were just kind of like o- Okada, I mean, he might as well have just not show up in in my mind didn't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, Tanahashi was there. I, that's that was my one concern with this. And that's why I kind of tempered a little bit of expectations that we weren't going to get a ton of those guys doing a lot. Or, or the guys that have established matches, you know, coming up, didn't really see a lot of them. But the Goto uh, uh, um, Ishii interactions were great. And I that's a match, obviously, that will be added to power struggle now for the never title. I thought that was great.
1: See, I think I like this match better than almost everybody else did because you don't you seem sort of tepid on it um, it did yeah it was there I,
2: I yeah it's not something I would ever watch again I, 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 it was I, I didn't mind it on the first watch but yeah I, I, it was just kind of there for me.
1: I liked it because it really to me and a lot of people took this the wrong way when I said it so and I didn't bother trying to explain myself in 140 characters so I'm gonna explain myself here. It really um, it reminded me of those old all Japan Six mans. Not from the look, I don't think it was as good as a lot of those classic six-mans in all Japan, but from the perspective of the way it was structured and the way it was worked, um, where the guys paired off, uh, with their future opponents, mm-hmm. and I only had the reactions from the crowd. And you know, there's a match we're going to talk about later, one of the matches I uh, with the gimmick we're doing where we recommend matches to each other, which sort of had a similar but yet much hotter dynamic, I thought, yeah, um, where when Tanahashi and Okada tagged in. It really hammered home. Now, look, it's Korkin, and I know that's always a hot crowd. But it really hammered home to me that they've gone in the right direction for the dome because that crowd went apeshit when those two guys tagged in and faced off. And uh, they just really went nuts for those two. And then twice during that match, you had not dueling, but simultaneous Tanahashi and Okada Mm -hmm. chants from the two sets of fans chanting against each other, not the indie wrestling style dueling chants but chanting at the exact same time. And it was definitely trying to be
2: louder than the other. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. Rooting for their guy. And it really, they really came off. Like that was the hottest feud going. It really did. Uh, So the fact that they didn't do a ton in the match didn't really bother me because they really got over the idea that this, it really got over the idea for me that this was the right direction for the dome. Uh, Nakamura Shibata, I think, was already uh, – is obviously main eventing power struggle, and I think that match is over, and I think that that, that match is going to do fine. So to me, they did the right thing by focusing on the Goto Ishii thing because that's the feud that they needed to get over. And right. I think that this match was successful in doing that. I can't – you just said it, uh, so you obviously agree, but I came out of this match super hyped to see those guys face each other.
2: Exactly, yeah. And, and that's and – as far as – yeah, no, I'm sort of down on the match itself as, as what I th- – was sort of assuming it, in a pure match sense. I was a little bit down on, it, but yeah, no, I thought it did a great job of of building that. I mean, that's a match now that when they said, "Oh, it's announced for Power Show," I went, "Hell yeah, can't wait!" You know, that, that's gonna be great. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the, the way they booked the the ending of that with those two.
1: Yeah. So and, and you know and and Goto is a guy who who I like a lot. Um, a lot of people don't. I don't know a lot of people. I guess there's a certain segment of fans who aren't into him. Um, but I, I I'm probably higher on on. On Goto than most people are. I, I, I really love his style. And uh, I think it's a, it's a good style matchup for Ishii, and I expect that uh, to be a hell of a match. And I, I, I really think that it has a good chance to be just as good, if not better, than Nakamura Shibata, which is a match I'm, I'm you know, again, that's another match that I am I literally can't wait to see. So, I don't know. I enjoyed the sixth man. I thought it was a four-star match, and uh, I, I thought it accomplished everything that it, w- it set out to accomplish. So, mm-hmm. I liked it
2: absolutely all right so we want to talk a little bit of power struggles we mentioned we'll do a bigger preview um you know, when we get a little closer next week on the show. But oh, we have a few matches now that I want to run down real quick just to kind of get your uh, your thoughts on this this card because I think looks really great. this kind of turning so far into a great. hell of a card. Yeah, so, you know, obviously we have the AJ Styles-Yoshi Tatsu. We knew about that match prior. Uh, we knew about Tanahashi and Obushi versus, uh, you know, Okada and Yoshihashi, which should be fantastic as well. We knew about Nakamura and Shibata. Well, now we have official word of the Chase owens and Liger match for the NWA uh, Junior Heavyweight title, which should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, uh, yeah. just. I mean, for God's sakes, it's Justin Liger and, and, and Bruce Starr. I mean, yeah, who cares what happens In an
1: match? undercard match, like, I, mean, I right. mean, geez, it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully Chase Owens is, is a little less nervous in that situation, yeah. too.
2: And then, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, you know, we talked about this segment. Now for the Never open white title, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Soroki Goto, which should be, if you watch the, the last five minutes of that match, you know what you're going to get. And if you know these two, you know what you're going to get. And it's going to be awesome. This card... Uh, <laughs> Let me
0: tell this you something.
2: This is a hell of a
1: card. It's a hell of a card. card. And I'm intrigued with every one of those matches so far to varying degrees. And what really jumps out at me about this card is how so much of it is fresh. And yeah. man, if there's one thing, if you want to be critical in New Japan, I think the first thing that jumps out at you is sometimes it's very repetitive. And this card looks so fresh. I mean, everything on this card is is there's nothing on this card that's been overdone, and a lot of it is, is first time. And there's the intrigue of seeing Yoshihashi's return. There's the intrigue of seeing Liger versus Owens, which is a, is a completely fresh match. Uh, Nakamura Shibata and Goto Ishii are two matches we just talked about, which certainly have not been overdone. And, uh, and the tag match uh, uh, looks excellent with, with Tanahashi teaming with Ibushi uh, against Okada and Yoshihashi. Look, the, the, the finish of that is going to be predictable, but you know going in that, that, that there's going to be solid work there. There's going to be uh, – you, you're going to want to pay attention to the Tanahashi shio interactions because they'll probably you know set things up for the big dome match in that match and you know if they do the final if they do the winner of this junior tour if they do red dragon versus if we can just project out a little bit if they do red dragon or the young bucks against the time splitters that's going to be another x that's six matches that i will be genuinely looking forward to and six matches that you know if they go the red dragon route are all going to be pretty fresh too, fresh and new, which are not words that you can generally use to describe a new Japan card a lot of the right. time. Right, <laughs> right. And that's you know, and I'm sure you're going to have you know the underneath stuff. You're going to have your your mismatched tag matches. You're going to have something with Suzuki and Yano. But when you have five or six matches that are that fresh and that intriguing, you're okay with some of the stuff underneath not being so appealing. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward. This, I, you know, this is shaping up to be an excellent lineup.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk as mentioned, we'll talk in next week, give it a more proper preview once we get a yeah, few more have matches more up at the end of the tour, yep. so we'll know exactly what's going on. Definitely. Uh any other New Japan thoughts? We also had the Fantastic Mania um announcements which uh is a little bit different than than previous years. You want to talk about that yeah, real quick. We in shows. This year it's going to be
1: six shows. So we don't have information. I'm sure there'll be at least two in Corrigan. Um, you know some people are speculating that a lot of the shows will just be in smaller buildings, you know, because they've proven that these shows can can fill up the smaller buildings. And um, you know the the CMLL side loves it because they get to sell their gimmicks and um, it, it's a it, they, you know it's an easy tour for those guys because they're 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 fun matches and they're light matches for the most part. Everyone goes in, they get their shit in. Everyone goes in there. They have a nice little, you know, eight-minute, three-star match, and then they go to the next city. It's really a fun yep. tour. Um, I, I, you know, from a fan perspective, I wish if they're going to do this many shows, they kind of blend together after a while. I thought four shows was a little hard uh, to get through. But look, no one's putting a gun to my head and making me watch them all either. Okay, got it. <laughs> they, they're not booking these things for the goofball Americans who are watching uploads. They're booking these things for the live fans. So I can't blame them for adding shows to the tour. Uh, do I wish that they were, you know, built up a little better or maybe they did uh, different uh, gimmicks for somebody? Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to do that because they're not they don't care about Joe Lanza and Rich they Right. I mean, they're the last oh. thing on their mind when it comes to this tour. So, um, but yeah. So, yeah, they're at six <laughs> shows. So obviously, the, the, you know, yeah. these tours are always a massive success and it, it's nice to see it grow. I mean, why? you know, it's nice to see anything grow in wrestling.
2: And this is going to be a very ambitious year for them. We, we've seen that from every quote that they, we've we've sort of gotten that they're they're studying the WWE business model and they're going to go all out. They're going to put as many shows as they can possibly do. They they understand it's hot. It's a hot product right now, and they're going to. It might you know it might it might burn them out, but hell, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they're they're going to do the you know the the. Sh- Shows after the Wrestle Kingdom, they're gonna do more fantastic Mania's, I mean, hey, whatever. That's it. More wrestling for us. And they are, I, I they are
1: modeling yeah. it after WWE. They're gonna yeah. do the uh, they're gonna do the access style shows for Dome, yep. uh, in Corrigan Hall, and and they are trying to set it up where they have the four major pay per views of the year, and the other ones are sort of like the B shows. Yeah. But the one key difference and the one thing that they're doing that WWE never does that I think really makes New Japan very interesting is. They're not afraid to have relationships with other companies, and they're not afraid – they've got this thing with CMLL, which has obviously worked out great, not just for Fantastica Mania, but as we've seen on this tour. You know, Occasionally, guys will come in and work tours. We saw La held the Intercontinental title uh, for a couple of months uh, last year and had that feud with, with Nakamura. They have the thing with Ring of Honor now, which I think yeah. is a great partnership. They've had this partnership with the NWA, which – look – for for little undercard matches you know what's the you know it, it adds a little different flavor i have no right, problem you
2: get with it. different guys i mean it's been pretty cool to get a different nwa guy i mean chase owens hasn't been there for 2 years you know yeah chase owens the same is, matches over and yeah, over and over, yeah, over. i mean and, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and you know and 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 it's just it's it's a, it's do they have partnerships with ddt Uh, They have a partnership with Noah, you know. They're not afraid to work with these other groups. That's five prominent promotions right there that they work with, Um, you know. So, not to mention, you know, you know, Taka's little group that they that they work with, Um, you know. And and it's fair. It works both ways. They send guys to Noah. Uh, you know they send guys to work Taka's little produce shows um, they've sent guys to ROH this year shit they've sent guys to to little NWA shows in Texas that I yeah, I got to right. see guys that I that I would never have gotten a chance to see live so you know it's a two-way street and I, I think that's it, it you know these partnerships are good things and it, it does help keep the shows fresh uh, from that could you imagine you know people complain oh, that God, the shows yeah. have tons of rematches <laughs> now what if they didn't have these various relationships to keep the, what if they didn't have a relationship with DDT and they were they didn't have Kota Ibushi or Kenny Omega on any of these shows, or they didn't work with the NWA to throw little title matches on the undercards, or you know they didn't bring in the Ring of Honor. It would be even more repetitive. So uh, these partnerships uh, certainly were. I mean, even Fuego and Dorada gave some juice to this tour just by yeah. adding them in because we got a bunch of fresh teams. But by working with these promotions – we got, what, three fresh teams on this tour. We got the right, exactly. Dragon, Dragon and, we, yep. and the, the Bushi Dorada team and, and the uh, Fuego uh, the Gucci team. So, you know, that's one other thing that I wanted to point out, that they're not afraid to work with other people. And I and I think that's a good thing. And look, WWE has no reason to work with anybody else. I'm not criticizing them necessarily from that perspective uh, because they're, they're so far ahead of the game from everybody else that it serves them no purpose really to work with anyone else. But I, I'm glad that New Japan uh, does do it, though.
2: Yeah, so you get you get these matchups. So yeah, this matchup we'll talk a little bit more about power struggle next week's show. Uh, do you want to move on to Dragon Gate?
1: Yeah, what do we got going on in Dragon Gate?
2: We got we got the Gate of Destiny show, which will be happening in October second. So just in case, I think yeah, because no, we wouldn't we would not have a show. That is what's that? that oh, that's Sunday. So that's Sunday morning. Um, correct? Yeah, no, that's Sunday morning. Yep, not October. I said October 2nd. November 2nd November second, November second is what happened. November second. November second. Yes. So it'll be Sunday.
1: late Saturday, early Sunday.
2: Yeah. Oh God! It's a freaking daylight savings time, so it's gonna screw me up. Yeah, but it,
1: it, it see here's the thing. Oh, does it help us in this? No, it doesn't matter because there's no more UStream.
2: Oh right. So <laughs> d- damn you know, it, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It it's a Nico Nico one though. I I know. I I'm I, I got it to work. So you're the only. Oh Even yeah. Dave yeah, got it to work, yeah. Joe. You're right, but see here's the thing.
1: What, my credit card is one of the ones that it won't take. And I'm not jumping. I'm just not doing it. I'm not buying a You're gift not card. Call, I'm yeah, right.
2: I was going to say, go to your store. I'm not, a...
1: Yeah, I'm not switching banks. I'm not doing it. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I've I've given a lot of money to Dragon Gate New Japan over the last two years. And look, if, if, if look, I'll keep trying now and then. I've got my money. Yeah. If they want it, I they can have it. But I'm not going to jump through hoops. So if you want to watch live, though, I think it's one of those 4.30 a.m. Yeah. So it's a it's And a the time good switch point. happens in the middle of the night. That's a good point. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's that gonna is be an very. excellent yeah. point. Oh, so you might just lose the hour altogether, and it might be okay.
1: I'm right? not even gonna attempt the math on that. So, it's, <laughs> hold on, yet. let's try to figure this out. It's 4:30 okay. a.m.
2: Let me let me confirm. Time. It's 4:30 a.m. Yeah, is it? Are you sure it's? It's uh, yes, I know that for a fact. So it's a 4:30 okay, so a.m. show. East.
1: But the clock moves. It's fall behind. 2 At 2 a.m., our
2: turn. So it'll be three. It'll be 3, it'll be three a.m. It'll be three a.m. Eastern that it moves. So three A.
1: M. Eastern, you're moving the clock back to two AM again. Yes. So it works against you <laughs> because, 4, because four thirty AM is happening an hour later than it normally would happen. Oh, uh, I get yeah, okay. Yeah, right. So you're you know, by the time this show starts, the sun's coming up in the east. So so – and I don't even know if Japan recognizes the time change. I know they do in Europe because I think we were corrected on that, that once. But I don't know if they do it on the same date. This is a fucking mess. So if it you're watching cool. this on Nico Nico, here's my advice. Turn the thing on at about 2 a.m. and just let it run. And when the yes. show comes on, <laughs> it comes on because I have no – I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I don't know when the hell it's going to start. Just make it really, I don't really, know when really the really hell
2: it's going to end. yeah. Yeah, also put it really loud and then it'll it'll wake you up when it starts. So, yeah. Or
1: if you're one of when these,
2: you hear people, driving, you'll know that it's, it's good to go.
1: So. <laughs> and, and you hear, the you know, the, the feed the monster song. Come on. But right. The, but if, if 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 you're not an idiot like me and you actually just and you choose the proper route, which is just to wake up early, which is what normal people would do. Then I would suggest waking up at least an hour early in this case, because who the hell's the, I can't I'm not even gonna attempt to figure this out. But uh, but yeah, so it's this Saturday night slash uh, Sunday morning.
2: For most you know what you should never do. I've done it twice now. Is have a flight, an early flight on daylight savings time. You, f- it is <laughs> the most confusing thing. <laughs> daylight we ju- savings I, we- time. I just got to the airport at like whatever. I was just like whatever, because because you have to set your alarm, but you've got to set it at because like phones, you know, they they they'll right. they have the automatic right. settings or whatever. So I I'm so nervous when I just set my alarm for you know what the time should be that my my clock isn't going to react, or I just like don't sleep because I just wake up at it like because I'm so nerve. That it's my biggest fear ever got is it. missing a flight. So I wonder it, if
1: there's anyone who listens to this who works at an airport, either for an airline or uh, security or whatever. I bet you it's a nightmare when they, oh, I can, when they change I can't clocks imagine. with people just fucking up left and right, and then complaining about it, even though it's are yeah, missing fault.
2: flights. Now give me a new flight. Yeah, yeah because I, I'm here an hour late and
1: yeah, I, I would love to hear some stories. That's an excellent yeah, I thought, point.
2: It's the worst. I've done it twice now. It, it's horrible. I do it. I always do it in the uh, the spring because I'm always right around that springtime. That's usually when I uh, I'll maybe go to like Arizona or something like that, or go And, to it, and, shit. and
1: that shit, if you're flying to Arizona, they don't
2: change their clocks. Right, that's what I mean. So it was such a nightmare. It it's Like, up, I, what time am I coming home? Where am I going? What's going like, what time is? That? I don't know anything. Like, it's just the worst. <laughs> I ended up going because I was staying with somebody. I ended up showing up at like eight a.m. and they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, I thought it's like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be later. I I don't. I didn't know it was daylight savings time. And you know, I don't know your state doesn't move the clock, so it's, I, it's just a nightmare. So anyway, okay, November second, obviously the Gate of Destiny show. Really, uh, a pretty decent card on paper. We'll run this down. Um, yeah, this is you. This is all I you. you. I think I better you, you handle do this the dolphin. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do the primary.
1: The big matches first. The, the, the big. OK, that's fine. the big thing here is Tazawa is challenging for the title. He's challenging. Is this the time? I, I don't know. Is this the place? Uh, the BB Hulk title run to me has been disappointing. I mean, it's been nothing special. I don't know if disappointing is the right word, but it's definitely been nothing special. As Ryback, the Ryback has returned.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You're five minutes And behind. he's, I said and he's
1: squashing Bo Dallas, which
2: I'm. He squashed him. It's. Over. I'm happy with
1: it. No, I fast forward. I caught up to you. Oh, you're you're back up. Okay. Literally zero people care, but I I did catch up to you. Um, <laughs> the Ryback is back. I'm always okay with. Bo Dallas losing in a squash. He was squashed by Mark Henry too. This is not bode well for Bo Dallas. If he's wrestling on superstars in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll know. Yeah, he'll be wrestling on PWS shows soon enough. So we one can only hope. I can't stand Bo Dallas.
2: <laughs> Will he also get blown up in five minutes and not be able to do anything? We'll talk about that one.
1: Yeah. So I actually I don't even know what you're talking about. You got some uh, who are you ripping here?
2: Brian Myers. Oh, oh, the PWS. Yeah. Um. St- oh, you said PWS, not I. Right. I meant PWG, but oh, PWG. I was too deep. It was a very deep yeah, joke. You there. went real deep there. I made a PWS joke related to PWG, and nobody. Yo, know,
1: I heard that his big grudge match with Kevin Matthews in PWS. Mm-hmm. Big difference from PWG, by the way. Enormous sure. difference. Uh, <laughs> I heard that was an excellent match. I know someone that was there, and they said that it would. They actually had a really good match. Uh, so I don't know why I'm surprised. I mean, they're both okay. No, yeah, they're, they're not, good. they're not horrible wrestlers. Um, but anyway, uh, Dragon Gate, uh, this could be the time. I mean, B- the BB Hulk run is not, I, see the thing with BB Hulk was the build to his run was what was excellent. Now that he right. has the title, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's that kind of, thing. he's one of
2: those guys that's a better chaser than a holding it Sure, which, which In this happens case. to a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of guys are that way. They're just kind of better and he's he's certainly one of them. The story just,
1: of his chase was excellent. Yeah. So but now that he has it, you know, he's formed his new unit.
2: There's been a lot less story involved with him as well. I mean the story uh, uh, as you said the story of him getting there was was you know breaking from the group, the colors, that sort. I mean there was a Going lot of stuff on involved his own, in that. Where, but see, yeah, now and that he
1: once he won the he just title, formed his own group and I was kind of like, eh, Yeah, all right. because now <laughs> there's no story left to tell. He won the title and he and he's in a unit. Those right. were the two things. He was on his own and he was trying to win the title. Well, he won the title and now he's in a unit. So there's no story left to tell with him. Uh, is this the right time for Tazawa? I, I, I listen. As much as I love Dragon Gate as much as I love their booking, they're also the company that I always have the hardest handle
2: on in terms of trying. Because they could just do it, and yeah, they just I, sometimes just do shit, and they just say, "Okay, well, nope." There <laughs> you go. Tozawa's champion. Like I just never have. Just a, never know I, I just never have a good feel yeah. for what they're
1: gonna do. Uh-huh. Um. So I, you know, I, I personally, I hope he doesn't win it here. I'd rather have him win it on a bigger show. Yeah. And...
2: Have a bigger build, because I'm, I'm build. coming into yeah. this not thinking he's going to win. So if he did win, it would be... I want to know... I'm going to go into a card with it built up that, look, Tozawa has a real chance of winning this, so I can get invested in it. Because right now, I, I as much as I like this match and I'm really into it, I just... I I... I, I to me, I can't see him winning it, so I have a trouble getting super excited about. It. You know, it's not like something I must see or I must stay up because when I know if there's that event that's going to come that I, I I'm very convinced that Tazawa is going to win it, I'm staying up because that that's my guy. So I got to watch because it's going to be a huge moment when it happens. So it would, as you said, be a little disheartening if it just sort of happened on this show without really a proper build to him winning it. it it's, but it's dragging it. So you don't know. <laughs> well, the story here has been good. It's just been a short build.
1: Right. It needs more. It's time. not a long term story. I'd rather see him win it at a world or a final gate or something like that. Yeah.
2: And because he's worth it. I mean, he's a guy that's been there forever. I mean, that, he's one of the few guys that it would still be very special if he won. it. He hasn't so, won yeah. it yet.
1: I mean, it's going to be a right. big deal when he wins it. Um, so anyway, the Twin Gate is T Hawk and Eita. We talked about a little bit about them earlier, and they're defending against Shima and Gamma. Now, of course, this Shima and Gamma beat them in the Summer Adventure Tag League, I believe, yep. in one of the early rounds, if memory serving correctly, uh, during the round robin portion of the tournament, and that was an excellent. Yeah, we talked about that uh
2: two, uh two or three weeks ago. I forgot which one.
1: Longer than that, I think that was. Oh, it might have been before. Oh, you know what? It Summer might have been Adventures before we did the Hall of Fame I mean, stuff. Was, yeah, yeah, that was forever ago. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. There's a Triangle Gate match. You know, the Jimmys against um, uh, Mad Blanky Yamato yep. Doi and CyberCon. Yep. What I thought was funny here is is in the 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 challenge promo leading up to this match, um. I think it was the Jimmy's Challenge, Yamato Doi, and uh, Monday Ryu to, uh, to a match, and Doi said, well, no, because I want to win the titles, so I don't want Ryu. We're, we're going <laughs> to team with CyberCon.
2: <laughs> right, <it> sucks. <laughs>
1: they, they always rip Ryu in the pro- – Doi always yeah. <laughs> rips Ryu in the promos, which I think is hilarious. Um, I really, really wish I understood Japanese because these promos always seem so entertaining.
2: Oh, yeah, and the crowd's super into them. Like, nobody leaves after the show is over. And that's how you know that they're awesome. And they're not just blow away ones. And, like, the crowd's laughing and they're cheering. And the everyone's, re- you know, everyone's gesticulating like crazy. And everything. you just, you know, that they're awesome, but you just have no idea and what they're These guys rip like, on each other in ways that other promotions,
1: like, other guys don't rip on each other. Like, a, another right. running sort of theme was was uh, Mochizuki constantly interrupting T Hawk and Aita to tell them that their promos suck and he's there to save them. And it's like you don't hear that kind of stuff in other promotions, but it just works in Dragon Gate. And, you know, this whole thing where Doi is constantly ripping on Ryu, you know, it's it's just that stuff is is very entertaining. And, it, 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 you know, it's it wouldn't be I have considered the Rosetta Stone, Rich. I've considered I have too. It, I've considered it because it would it would really enhance the experience as a fan of wrestling. If if I understood this shit. Uh, so one day I might I may bite the bullet and do it.
2: I was just hoping li- li- listening to it enough or hearing it enough, I would That's start picking up work. on stuff. But it's not working. That way. Unfortunately, as a as a twenty eight year old, it's not quite working the same way it worked when I uh, learned English when I was a youngin. So. And
1: I don't think that the. the, the... Japanese is very conducive to that either. No, not really. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah,
2: so that's. We'll, have, we'll start a Kickstarter against both Rosetta Stone, so we can. Uh, not
1: a bad idea. We'll, we'll be like these grimy uh, female wrestlers, and we'll put it on our wish list, Rich.
2: About yeah, my before. Amazon wish list. Oh yeah, right. Amazon I can just do that right now. Wish Here, I'll, I'll, while you're talking, I will get a wish list together, the, and people the, can. The just it. The voices of wrestling, Amazon, and I'll throw some other stuff on there too that I would not mind. Well, like, Christmas is coming. We don't so, have you know. tits.
1: It's not going to work. Well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, you know, so uh, no. the
1: other title they like can
2: have my used underwear if they'd like. I mean, I don't know
1: if that's gonna sell. Uh, yeah, well, no one's but... gonna buy our used gear. <laughs> okay, either, well. unfortunately, um, the open the brave. Games. You don't know that, Joe. You don't know that. You think they want Joanne's used gear? I know, but I mean I
2: just saying, let's not immediately describe. I mean maybe
1: they want Lanz a used microphone many rants have been spoken into That's this That's what microphone. I mean. Yeah, there's stuff we there's opportunities. Thi- here. This is a collector's item, you know. It, it you know the the number of rants I can I can I can mark down which rants specifically were spoken uh-huh. into this microphone and uh we can we can put it on eBay or something and, mm-hmm. and maybe that will pay for the Rosetta stuff. I'm saying, you know, you you could be on to something. Open to breakage. Or to Go ahead. Yeah, stop this. <laughs> Flamita, who has had an excellent run. This is the best Brave Gate run in recent memory. And when I say in recent memory, it's because if I really did, you know, look back, I could probably find a Brave Gate run, uh, you know, maybe one of Dragon Kids actually come to mind, or if I went back to like 2006 or something to runs that I'm not remembering, uh, you might find. But this, in recent memory, this might be in terms of match quality the best brief gate run in recent memory. Uh no matter who he's in there with, he delivers a high quality match. Talking about Flamita, of course. And uh, he's in there with Jimmy Conda this time. And again, on paper you're thinking, "Eh, I don't know." But this is Flamita and he's delivered against everyone. So Conda's not a guy that that I love, but uh, I'm not I'm not sleeping on Flamita anymore in these title defenses. He's he's been too good, too good, Rich.
2: It's been great. Yeah, it's it's they've been they've been the matches that i really more than any others and, and i love i love dragon gate main events. i love triangle gate matches i even love the twin gate but the brave gate has especially been ones that i really because of the way they're where they are in the card and 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 just flamita in general has just every time i see him i'm just blown away by what he can do how smooth it is i mean we, we talk about that is that's that's the big thing in dragon gate is how smooth these guys are and how yeah you know they do a ton of spots in 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 you know a short amount of time and for some people that you know that's not their style or whatever Nobody does it better than them, and and it's just so fluid, and it's such like an art form. And Flamina is one of the ones that just does it just on un- The stuff that he can do, as fluid as he can, is just it's unbelievable. He's like 19. Yeah, and he's just like a baby, he's too. Bo- he's he's, he's, even he's ridiculous. born in the Attitude Era. And that's what we always talk about, too, is we love the prospects. We talk about baseball. And, and, that, and when you look at this guy, that's why I'm invested in his stuff because when I can get in the ground level of a guy, to me that's exciting to watch him sort of progress, watch him as he's getting older. And this is a guy that – Hopefully, he sticks around for the next 15 years. And I can say, yeah, I remember his first year. You know, I remember when he was, you know, wrecking – you know, being – when he was awesome in 2014 with Brave Gay Dragon. I, I can – hopefully, that, that's that's something I was – when I go back and watch these old uh, – I mentioned I tweeted it out a little bit because I, I was watching old Noah shows and old kind of dragon. And, and, and uh, there was a dragon show I watched, and, and Shingle was like a young boy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. Like, he's like this wide-eyed. Like, he's skinny. He's not very, you know – because now you see Shingo and he's just this brick shit house and with the giant mullet and all that sort of stuff. And I'm seeing him as a young boy and it's just like, oh, that'd be so cool to just, you know, watch that run of him building up or whatever. And you get that with Fleeting now, which is really cool.
1: You know, in in 10 years and 10 years in wrestling years is like it's so much. Think about wrestling 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. In 10 years, he won't even be 30. I mean, that's, right, it's that's, insane. That's crazy how good this guy's going to be. And I tell you what, where he's going to be plying his trade, it's going to be on Monday nights. This, you know, hopefully
2: they're smart. Yeah,
1: this is their Latino mass superstar. This is their guy, and you know he's probably about four foot eleven, five foot. I know he's really short. Uh, he's short in Dragon Gate. Um, I don't know his exact height. He can't be. Yeah, what are they, let me see what they list. He's him taller at. than five two. I'd be shocked. They have him you know, at five seven. Okay, not a chance. There's no <laughs> way that guy's five seven.
2: That's the, the the Lucha Wiki has him at five seven. not
1: You know, that, you listen. Cubs fans reliable, but I I'm not buying that this guy's 5'7".
2: Yeah, Cage Match has him at 5'7", as well. I'll buy um, it because
1: they, they probably got it from Lucha Wiki. Right. I'm not buying it. I don't think this guy's 5'7". There's no chance. But he actually, I think early in his career, he worked as a mini. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no you I'm almost yeah. positive. Hey, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. We're gonna get corrected on this because Rob Viper is gonna listen. He always listens, and he's gonna tell us you're an idiot. No, no, no. But... I, I want I, I want him to hear this. He always listens to the show, but I want because he'll know. Because I'm almost positive this guy's like five foot tall. I mean, these guys in Dragon Gate are like the the big guys in Dragon Gate are like five seven. He's shorter than everybody. (laughs) But but I mean, in ten years, in a decade, he's still not even going to be thirty. Right. And I mean, this is their guy. This is WWE's guy. This is this is the guy. This is the guy where they got to find this guy. This is going to be the guy. But uh, and hopefully he's encouraged to learn English. Like you know, Mystico wasn't. Hopefully this guy will learn it. And then, look, you know, good luck to, to uh, 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 Callisto. I mean, there's a guy who already knows English. He's already on his way to the main roster soon enough. I, hopefully, he's their guy. But I, just Flamita. He's just talented on a whole nother level. Um, so, anyway, those are the four title matches. And there's some other stuff here. I'll go over it quickly. Mochizuki, Dragon Kid, and Ryutsu Shimizu Rich, who is now part of the unit. So, they're starting yes. to move him up a little bit. That's my guy. Okay, and uh, they're taking on Yoshino Shingo and uh, Sachi Hoko Boy. And then uh, the two prelim matches, we've got Santa Maria, Kotoka, and Yuga Hayashi, uh, Rookie of the Year contender. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull the trigger on him ahead of some of these luchador candidates, though, against Don Fuji, Super Sisha, and uh, Hollywood Stalker Kawa. And then the uh, final match we haven't talked about, uh, Jimmy Kajitura, and Mr. QQ Tanazaki Naoki Toyonaka Dolphin against Mondai Ryu and Punch Tamanaga. So uh, that's your Gate of Destiny card. And yeah. uh, look, it's a Dragon Gate show, which means at minimum it's going to be good and it, it's going to have a chance to be great. So. Um,
2: you have three matches on there that stand out to me, and it's, it's all the title matches. Re- or, uh, the two, uh, the Brave Gate, the Twin Gate, and the Dream Gate, both stand out. The Triangle Gate, that that should be awesome too. That, that's one that doesn't maybe stand out quite as much as the others, but I think those three—the Brave Gate, the Twin Gate, and the Dream Gate—are are, are going to be great. You know, and these triangles the triangle are probably awesome too. The yeah.
1: Triangle Gate matches, I always sleep on them, and then they're always great. Mm-hmm. And one of the matches I think are going to be great usually aren't. One of those three are going to let us down. Mm-hmm. And if I had to bet on it. I'd say it'd be Hulk and Tazawa because I just don't have a ton of confidence in Hulk. But the thing about that is Tazawa's charisma is enough to carry a So I was a match. just
2: a man, yeah, right. Like I don't see if there's a if there's three near falls if there's a few near falls for Tazawa, that place is coming unglued. Yeah, he, yeah, and I, he's going to make them come unglued. Yeah,
1: that. You, you're right, and it's in Osaka. That's always a great crowd, yeah. and you know Flamita, I have confidence in him. So, and there's no way the Twin Gate's not going to be great. It's impossible no, for it. that not to be
2: great. <laughs> it's Shima and then it's Ata and T We saw that match. Spent, and it was, yeah, and they're gonna do, and we saw it for, you know, what how long was that one?
1: It's gonna be booked around, you know, there's gonna be callbacks in that match to the to the to the previous match that they had and I, I don't see a scenario where 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 that won't be great so you're right i think those three matches will deliver i i, I don't mm-hmm. see a scenario where where one of them won't so if the triangle gate delivers or if something else on the card delivers really the only other match that can is the one with mochizuki because the other two are going to be short right so um you know I, then you're looking at what could be a pretty great card
2: all right so anything else with dragon before we move on Nah, I got nothing else. You know, yeah, that'd be fun. Well, thing, well, you know. we'll do it. We'll, what's our all right? What are we? How are we covering this guy? I don't know. Are you doing a review or what are we? Should probably decide this before we get on the on air. On air production meeting. I'll cover it. Sure. Yeah, and, you know, it's just weird. We don't know when it's going to be up. So it'll, it'll probably be up. The, well, here's the thing. It'll be up soon with that.
1: Now that it can't technically be purchased legally in the United States, these things tend to pop up a little quicker because mm-hmm. when they were on Ustream, there was sort of a respect thing where certain uploaders were holding off until they mm-hmm. weren't available on Ustream. So if you want to see this show, it'll probably pop up pretty quick now.
2: Yeah. So we'll have a review one way or another and some coverage on it. Well, I'm sure either one of us will be watching it at some point you know, in the next morning or anything like that. I, I don't think I'm going to do it live, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but, but, uh, we want to move on to, uh, yeah, let's talk PWG. Let's talk battle of Los Angeles, Little where which the DVDs finally came. So a little bola. Yes. Well, we'll I, we have a little bit of a bigger topic to talk about. Do you, what, do you want to talk overall kind of distribution of PWG? Or do you want to talk about the matches that we've seen so far? Ah, uh, you know, Finish we've, out with that. we've,
1: we've talked about that before. Look, I think it's archaic. I don't think it makes any sense. I think, Broader, It's a broader topic than PWG. The idea that they don't offer downloads is ridiculous. I Here's the thing. I don't think any promotion, and this doesn't just go for PWG, you can't build your business around trying to prevent piracy because it's never going to work. You're going to be chasing your tail, and you're never going to – people who want to steal it are going to steal it. They might not be able to steal it this week, but they're just going to steal it next week. They're not going to pay – I am firmly of the belief that – People who steal things probably weren't going to buy it anyway.
2: So right. what you do – They've uh, added no monetary value to it. So no, not,
1: you're not adding it. People aren't going to go, darn, I have to wait three extra weeks for the DVD. I guess I'll buy it. No. if they, They're they going to just wait for the DVD to come out for someone to rip the DVD. People – you know, if you want to buy something, you're going to buy it. If you had no intentions to buy it, you're not going to buy it. I firmly believe that. But what they're doing is they're shooting themselves in the foot because you would have bought it. Yeah. You would have bought it the next day if it was the next day, like King of Trios. Rich Kretch would have gave them his money. Now you wait around, you wait around, you wait around. It pops up illegally somewhere. Now they're not getting your money
2: because you're just. And you're I, just I, gonna I watch. I've watched it illegally. I watched it illegally because I, I don't want, I don't want DVDs. I just, <laughs> I don't want them around my house. I would have no need for DVDs. That's it's bigger. It's more than that. It's because I get it. You can pre-order it the first, and you can get it the minute everybody else gets it, and they'll have the DVDs in your hands. I just want freaking DVDs around. I don't have enough room in my apartment right now. Anyway, let alone to get acquire a bunch more DVDs. I'm I just don't want them. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it digitally, and maybe I'll put it on a USB. But I'll probably just delete it when I'm done watching it because it's over. I'm done. I've watched it. I wanted to give them my money. I'm good. That that's. I just want to download it. I watched. I'm the, trying to um, give you my money. Let <laughs> let me give you my money, please. It's it's the th- the thing
1: is, if if I, I, you know, I watched the CZW show illegally only because I could. Because I stumbled upon it that night. I would have never – but they didn't lose a dollar because I would have never bought that show in a billion years. I would have never paid for that show. The only reason I watched it is because I could. And in a way, they should be glad that I watched that show illegally because if they had a killer show, I'd probably buy the next one. Right. It was almost like advertising for them.
2: I well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at – how did – I mean, in this new generation, most of new fans, how do you think I discovered New Japan? What, how did you get me to initially watch New Japan? Did you say, hey, Rich, buy this show or buy this DVD for $25 and it will get to your house in seven weeks? You No, fuck no. You said, here, watch this right now. And I watched it and now here we are. And now I've given them thousands of dollars over the past – you know, I'm wearing wow, T-shirts. You're really, I'm doing all that. Really they're... overpaying if you've given them thousands. Well, no, yeah, maybe not a thousand, <laughs> maybe not thousands. Are so but... you paypal
1: and funds to Kadani? What are you I doing? Am, yes. I am.
2: I am. Bushi wrote, "I'm buying the I'm buying the Speaking cards, of so... New
1: Japan, we have breaking news. uh Oh. I just received a breaking news text message, Rich, which will be old news four days from now when people hear this. But you can tweet it. You can tweet it right Okay. Now.
2: A live tweet. You want to mean breaking I'm already... news?
1: Okay. This is fresh. The Bullet Club arrives at PWS on twelve twenty. 1220. On twelve twenty. 1220, right. Styles, Carl Anderson, and is he Luke or Doc? Is it uh Doc Gallows? And Doc Gallows, the Bullet Club will arrive at PWS on twelve twenty.
2: Breaking news. Boom. Oh, somebody beat it to us. Did they really? Who was it? Kevin Matthews. That's all right. (laughs) He's a lot. Kevin Matthews is a lot. Interestingly
1: enough, uh, I may have gotten it from the same place he did. But
2: there you go. Uh, One minute ago, he beat us by a minute. But nobody follows him. No, so that's fine. We're breaking the (laughs) news. no one follows him. i put breaking news in it goddamn in the tweet so that, that's that's hey, a list that, that me. means i broke it i mean <laughs> that's the sources and then the, everybody, if knows, I say, <laughs> everybody knows
1: everybody knows
2: sources are breaking that means i did it that's right so. everybody knows that we are the source
1: right for pws news because uh i probably got the same text message
2: he got oh this is the they have a big show this friday
1: yeah, the Halloween, Larry Johnson's Halloween the house. show. Larry Johnson, <laughs> Larry t- the guy from the Halloween movie, who know the actor who works under. The, they they booked the actor <laughs> from Halloween two, who only works in, on one of the Halloween movies, mind you, and
2: worked under a mask and didn't have a speaking line in the entire. They film. could have literally brought anybody ever and said. They cannot this is prove the it's Halloween. the guy. Right. They could just have just brought a guy and said, "This is the guy from Halloween."
1: Yeah. What's, and what's nobody the,
2: could ever dispute that. I name? mean,
1: what's the actor's name?
2: I don't know. It, uh they, what's their PWS Halloween, let's see. It's a star set affair. There's Well,
1: Rich, all you have to do is look up uh Dragon Bed of Nails. Dragongateusa.com and it'll <laughs> you
2: <through>. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this picture uh, of DDP on their front page? <laughs> so, uh, This is not Oh my god, that's 1990. Oh, okay. Go go right now, Joe. Bed of Nails with a z.com/pws home.html. I want you to go there right now. Okay. All right. Because that's how SEO works. That's how search engine optimization. uh, Bed of nails.
1: All right. Hey, listen, I've got it bookmarked, baby, so I don't need to. uh...
2: Look at this picture of DDP.
1: All right. Let's see. Bed of nails. Here we go. Uh, DDP. I've got. Let me see. I can't even find DDP. Oh,
2: Jesus! That's (laughs) 1997 DDP. (laughs) That's what I said. That's it's not even the 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 98. They're not even the popular like 98, 99 DDP. That's like 97, like pre. That's like pre Randy Savage feud 97. That's like Diamond Doll era.
1: I gotta say something else about this show besides 1997 DDP showing up. Um, Sasha Mitchell from Step by Step, which. I can't even explain that. Larry Johnson will be doing the grandma yep. mod thing. The Michael Myers from Halloween two. Uh
2: photo off with him as well. Only
1: Halloween two though. Remember, this is the actor that <laughs> he he isn't even like this isn't even like like Robert England is not gonna be at the show, but they have him on the poster. They have a they have a Robert England autograph giveaway going on. Okay, because they've acquired a bunch of his autographs. Now everyone knows Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger because he was Freddy Krueger in every movie, and he and he did. He was an excellent actor in those movies too. He had everyone's seen Nightmare. I don't need to explain this guy did a great job in the role. You can't imagine Freddy Krueger not being Robert Englund. In the case of Michael Myers, Richie could be you in that outfit, right? And and it literally was anybody because it was a different guy in every movie. So they went out and got the actor. Specifically from Halloween Two,
2: who's Dick Warlock? By the Dick, way, is his Dick name? Dick
1: Warlock. Why are you put? <laughs> well, which is Dick a great Warlock? name.
2: Excellent. Because <laughs> his name was Dick Warlock. That's why. I-, <laughs> I just don't get it, but um, yeah. So it. Really- uh, he was also. I mean, Dick Warlock. I mean, he's no slouch. He was also Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for over twenty-five years. <laughs> you know, it's seventy-four right now. So that's uh
1: seventy-four years old. Yep, Dick Warlock. Yep, Good let's for see, Dick Warlock. Was, it, you know.
2: He was in Casino. He was security guard with cattle prod. Oh, I remember that. Now I know what he looks like. Absolutely. There you go. Now you're going to go. Yeah. He was an FBI agent in the Rocketeer.
1: Good for him for getting booked. Can't rip him. I can't rip him. If they call him, hey, you might as well show up, right? Now, here's the thing with this show. And this is what my sources have told me. They are touting a Harlem Heat reunion. Yep. But here's the thing. It'd be kind of tough, right? No, no, no. But here's the thing. They're being very careful. They haven't announced a match for them, and they're being careful with the wording. I don't think they're going to have a match. I think they're just going to be sitting at a gimmick table together, mm-hmm. which is kind of deceptive because I think a lot of people are thinking Harlem Heat are going to wrestle a match together.
2: You're Right. When you say reunion of, boring, you're implying
1: yeah. a match. That's a little shady, in my opinion. Well, hey, listen, that's a little shady. If you're gonna, if you're gonna to tout that you're that you're promoting. A Harlem Heat reunion. Well, you know what? They better get in the ring and wrestle the wolves or whoever else is on this thing. I know. And grandma,
2: there better be a hoop for grandma to play one on one versus. I. Anybody who wants. It's
1: amazing. So yeah. What does Larry Johnson
2: look like these days? Well, you you go to find find out. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what Larry Johnson looks like these days. So. In
1: November, they've got Mick Foley, and then in December, they've got the Bullet Club, which actually, all kidding aside, I don't know why Boris, That's cool. indie promotions are not booking the Bullet Club. I was right. talking to a promoter the other day, and I said, well, you're nuts. Why are you not booking the Bullet Club? And it's like, well, you know, AJ's expensive, this and that. But here's the thing. What the hell is Tama Tonga and Gallo's doing between tours? And they can't be that right, much. No. I mean, get the, <laughs> right. Book the Bullet Club. It's hot. You, you know, people are wearing Bullet Club uh, shirts to these shows anyway. I mean, book these guys. Get them in there, get wherever you can. I understand the bucks are in demand. AJ wants a billion dollars. I get it, but you can book some of these other guys. Book the B team. Book Book Bull Club Black and White, man. Get them in there. So that's a good business move, booking those guys for December twentieth. PWG PWS is not shy about you know promoting shows that are three months from now. They never are. So. Um, Yeah. So the Halloween show, Dick Warlock, go see Dick Warlock. Yeah. Go see Dick Warlock. Go see grandma. I think Dick Warlock is going to be inside a uh, haunted house.
2: It said, yes, he will be, you you can, you can go face to face with him in the haunted house. So
1: they're going to, you probably pay a couple bucks to walk through this haunted house. Um, and, And Dick Warlock, hopefully will be in the costume. I mean, for Halloween facts. Two is Michael
2: Myers, and he was Policeman Number Three in Halloween Two as well. So,
1: and you won't know it's him necessarily, but he'll be there. In the <coughs> well, Myers no idea.
2: Dick Warlock is
1: right, but he'll be there. The
2: wearing a mask, so he'll be uh, wearing the, the the mask.
1: I'm wondering so. what else will be in this haunt. They'll probably be playing episodes of their television show in the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Very, hacky Duh, um, Very hacky
2: joke. Very
1: hacky joke. What what else will be? The Boogeyman will probably be in the haunted house, right? Because he's the
2: Boogeyman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Marty Right. his book abyss will will probably swing this is in a, a match a, though right yeah well i don't know it says the return of abyss as we found out that doesn't mean that you're I don't wrestling know. yeah we
1: don't know what's going on i assume he I, is I mean, yes what, what what's the
2: official card let's see oh uh, the official card here let's Properly. proper this is not on proper, my sheet
1: rich we weren't planning yeah, on, it's not on uh, production. 1999 oh my god look at, look at the look at the diamond dallas page picture when you go into the website holy shit tickets like, when you when you click to go into the website, it's an even That's what I was picture. telling you. He's ripped. Was, That's the one I was talking about. one I was talking about the one with the show poster, which is clearly from a Nitro oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about this talking one. one. This one's, like, 1996 DDP. Oh, my God. He's, like, it's
2: still like, a heel. That's what I said. That's heel Diamond Doll coming out with, like, the, the cigar and oh, I facing the that. booty man. No, no. It's, like, him facing the booty man and, like. Okay, so let's see.
1: We got a, the Monster Abyss is taking oh, on. So he is. Mario Bakura in the main event for the title. That could be pretty cool. That'll the Wolves fun. are against the Reynolds brothers, so the the Harlem Heat won't be facing either of those teams. Kevin Matthews and a mystery partner against Brian Myers and, uh, and Tyler <laughs> Likely Rex. Dick Warlock. Starman versus Bonesaw. Uh, Homicide versus Fala. Uh, and then we've got the suicidal six-way. Habib from the car wash versus uh, the certified public accountant. The drunken swashbuckler. Brian XL, the Scranton Strangler, for all you Office fans, and the Revolting Blob, <laughs> if you are a uh, Billy Madison fan. Yes. I'm going to go over that again. Habib from the Car Wash versus the Certified Public Accountant versus the, where, where are and... the
2: odds? Where are the odds for that one? That one. are the odds come Brian out for that one yet?
1: XL versus the Scranton Strangler versus the Revolting Blob. That's a real match. I'm not making that up. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Dan Moff in a match that would have been a uh, main event in... <laughs> Any high school gym in the country in 2003, um, Reality Check versus the Heavenly Bodies, the New Heavenly Bodies, who Booker T just cannot get enough of. He books them on every single uh, ROW show, flies them into Texas, this New Heavenly Bodies. Uh, Matt McIntosh versus Shinron versus Amazing Red versus Tony nice Amazing Red,
2: everybody. He's still alive in case you're Let me
1: curious. tell you something. That Matt McIntosh, Shinron, Amazing Red, Tony nice match has a chance to be one nutty spot fest. Oh, yeah. And then uh, plus more to be announced this is where it gets sketchy.
2: <laughs> Here's just a giant list of people,
1: including the reunion of Harlem Heat. Doesn't that imply a match?
2: No, I guess not. I don't know, man. Here I, it is. For, here, here. Okay, so right down below that, they say the first time reunion of Harlem Heat. I don't oh, Okay. Uh, meet Booker T and Stevie Ray from 6 to 8 at PWS. Just $40 gets you an autograph photo op with both members of Harlem Heat at their first time reunion appearance. They're
1: not wrestling a match.
2: No, they're not wrestling.
1: And remember, when we had Booker T on our show, cheap plug, to talk about his book, we asked him the odds that Harlem Heat would team once again. And he put it at 50-50. He didn't write it off because they weren't getting along at the time, but he put it at 50-50. People can go back and listen to that interview if they would like. Um, maybe they can't because
2: that might have been on an old but server. They can. I, it's it's on it's on YouTube though. It's on YouTube if you look it up.
1: Uh, it's on YouTube. There you go. Use our YouTube channel that no one ever looks at. Um, right. It's a good uh, TJ Perkins interview on the YouTube. Exactly. Think, yep, also.
2: that was on there as well. Um, Those are a lot of our lost ones that got lost in the uh, server debacle are are still are still there. So.
1: And a lot of people don't even know that we used to do interviews. Because yeah. back in those days, nobody was listening. So, you know, we used to do lots of interviews back then. Um, but anyway, um, they're not, I don't think they're going to wrestle a match. No. Because they're listed with Diamond Dallas Page is not going to work a match. Larry Johnson's not working a match.
2: Sasha Mitchell. <laughs> that we know of. He might be the partner to be. He might be a. Uh, That's true. Matthews needs to fight for Grandmama. Nikolai Volkov's not working a match. Snooka. is. Well, you missed Sasha Mitchell.
1: Yeah, Sasha Mitchell's not working a match. He's a He's a wife beater, by the way. He got in trouble for that's why he's black. He doesn't do any acting anymore. Right, he's right, just right, Slapping around his girlfriend. Uh, Jimmy Snuka comes to all the shows to sign autographs. He's not little. Bo- oh, I'm sorry. It's Little Boogeyman. It's uh, not even it was... Boogeyman. It's no, not they, it, even he, Marty no. Wright. It's Hold not. on a minute. There's no Boogeyman. He's on the. They put Boogeyman on the poster.
2: They did. I was gonna say. Look I at just the, the show at poster. It. I'm the looking at it right now. The show poster
1: has. Bo- that's Marty Wright.
2: Yep, I'm looking at right. I'm doing the. the, the Yep, that's him. Yeah, that's Marty. But Wright.
1: it's Little Boogeyman. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, that's. Well, I want, uh, I want a refund.
2: I, I bought my ticket to see the Boogeyman. You I know, know who else is booked for this show? Chris Payne. No, the ECW
1: Zombie. That's <laughs> <laughs> Cobra something? Corp. Oh, they have a Cobra Commander. Uh, wrestles for straight out of G.I. Joe, the Cobra Commander oh, okay. wrestles for P.W.S. So I believe that's his uh, that's his faction.
2: Wait, they, show, they um, show New Jack on the poster, too. Where the hell's New Jack? New Jack's booked. Where was
1: he? Look, Balls Mahoney and New Jack, it says. They, they oh, there have he a match, is. OK, though. I see. It. Yeah. They don't have a match, though. But okay, ECW, I see, it okay. see, this House of Horrors, you're going to walk through. You're going to see Dick Warlock as Michael Myers. You're going to see the <laughs> ECW Zombie. You're going to see Little Boogeyman. And uh, are they going to put Grandmama inside the House of Horrors?
2: I don't. Is that a horror? Is that yeah? I don't know. I don't know either. And they could show highlight films from him as a, as a Nick. That that probably. <laughs> and
1: well, he did have the uh, the five the four point play, which uh, right, you know, um, his only Nick highlight. But see, if you look under the the more to be announced, there aren't even any potential opponents for Harlem Heat unless it's Balls Mahoney and New Jack. You're right. And that match doesn't make any sense. They're not teaming. This is very no. deceptive, in my opinion.
2: Maybe, maybe Volkoff and Snuka will get in there.
1: Maybe. I Listen. You know what? I, t- it doesn't explain. This is to me. They're trying to trick people into thinking that they're teaming. That's not right. a reunion. Sitting in a gimmick table. And you paying forty dollars for their autograph is not a reunion.
2: A re- and a photo op. And a photo op.
0: Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Forty bucks and a Polaroid. <laughs> Listen to me, Polaroids, like it's 1997. Um, 40 bucks on a Polaroid. That's not a reunion. A reunion would be if they wrestled a match.
2: Okay, I don't believe that Sasha Mitchell will be getting in the ring because he is hosting the costume contest. Um, he will be awarding the prizes uh, for the costume contest.
1: All right. And then if a woman wins, she should duck. <laughs> um. yeah. He- he, you know, I don't know how old that picture is. He's still a very dashing looking man, Sasha Miss. Yeah. He, he had a nice career ahead of him until he started slapping women around. Um, Abyss cut a promo on Mario Bakura. I didn't watch it. Did you watch the promo? Oh, I, I, I have not watched it. I did not.
2: I have not. No, no, no. All right, well, <laughs> I watched one. That's, yeah. Hollow? I watched, I, I, I'm sorry, I watched three and, yeah. Well, the
1: lineups haven't them. really been too enticing. I mean no. last week it was a really bad lineup. It was uh it was abyss versus somebody. So it you know it could have been abyss versus Mitsuhara Misawa and I wouldn't have watched. <laughs> well, I might have, I might have watched that. I'm but... not watching Abyss. I'm just you know, it's just not gonna happen. Well, we previewed the PWS Halloween show. How about that? We weren't expecting to do that. And you know, you know, they get the, they got Tyler Rex to get back in the wrestling ring. So yeah. uh you know, they ran an angle on the last show with Rex and he'll be teaming with Brian Myers and of course Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins. Were a tag team in WWE. If you were a Superstars watcher in those days, so they reformed that team, and uh, I don't know why am I trying to sell people on this. If listen, I don't know. If Little Boogeyman. And Sasha Mitchell and the...
2: <laughs> Larry Johnson isn't going to do it. And the
1: maybe, and, maybe, maybe not reunion, <laughs> and the maybe, maybe not reunion of Harlem. He hasn't sold you. You're certainly not going to go to see uh, Tyler Rex and Brian Myers back in the ring together. They're still calling him Tyler. This is what's funny. They're still calling him Tyler Rex.
2: Right, but Brian Myers is Brian Myers, not Kurt Hawkins.
1: Well, because they, WWE cracked down on these guys. Yeah. Pat Buck talked about that on his podcast, and they told him cut the shit. And they even told them stop using WWE pictures. But, yeah, I guess they just they're, – they're going with the Tyler Rex thing until uh, they get told to stop, I guess. I don't know. But uh, what were we talking about
2: before we started? We were
1: about, talking about PWG. Have you seen pictures of the Scranton Strangler?
2: I have not. What does the Scranton Strangler look like? Oh, you, did
1: you watch The Office or did you watch The Office? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gimmick from like one episode of The Office where there was the – Oh, Strangler. yes. Oh, so it looks like – yeah, he's wearing, like, an overcoat, and he has his hands out like he's going to strangle you. Like, it, watch. It'll flash by on the screen there. I don't know if yeah, you're yeah. still on the website or not. There he is. There's this great strangler. Yeah. He's no, he, looks like the... he looks like the he Hamburglar. He looks like the Hamburglar. Yes, he's dressed like the Hamburglar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
2: that was yeah. during one of the Halloween episodes, so that's good. Maybe he'll be in the uh, the ha- House of Horrors as he's well. He's in the Sixth Way. Yeah, he's in the Sixth oh, Way. Oh, well, then maybe he can double double duty. Do you get paid? Double?
1: Uh, and yeah, match I and the... I, you know, who knows how to help. Or if you get paid. <laughs> I mean, I, well, actually, you know, to be fair, they pay people very well, PWS. Okay. They pay people very well, from what I understand, very well. So I can't, can't really look. We like to joke around, but they, they, they very, very good payoffs at PWS. I want to make that.
2: No, we, 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 we take them lightly, specific. but they,
1: they, yeah, they,
2: um, no, we, they're, they're the least. They have their freaking you, – you you know half the card for their December show already. That's so. the
1: thing. They, they promote like three cards ahead, which yeah. a lot of promoters don't believe in that. A lot of promoters just focus on what's coming up you know, and get people to buy tickets to what's coming up. But they always have like the next three shows planned out well in advance. I mean they just announced Bullet Club for December 20th. You know, It's right. two months out. But what were we talking about?
2: PWG, Battle of Los Angeles, and digital downloads. I don't know how digital downloads got us to PWS, but here we are. So what the hell were we? Do- <laughs> what what was the segue to that?
1: I don't even know. But uh, so uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Now, I saw night one. I saw night three and I saw night two, but I can't really talk about it because I watched it at four o'clock in the morning.